one was it was supposed to be one seventy nine a month plus tax, and then when they got back to me, the da- the down payment was less, but it was more per month. It was like two plus tax, so it made it like two twenty one a month. But I'm just like, and then we also have to put in a charging station, which is like seven hundred bucks, but there's like a six hundred dollar rebate, and then. I don't have a charging station at work for a car. There is one only in the president's spot. <laughs> Park in the president's spot. Who also drives his SUV more than his electric car. And uh, and I'm like, it's not totally free to fill up an electric car. Like, it's way cheaper, but it's like, what's his name? At Zero is trying to tell us. He's like, oh, well, you know, you don't spend any money in gas. And I'm like, well, you still do. It's just in the form of your electric bill. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, hey, you're listening to Electric Talk with Creative Writing. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode... 115 now? Yeah. All right. 115. I, I couldn't remember because I've been out of the studio for two weeks. I guess I was still in the air. Yeah. Wiggins in the house, y'all. And he's come back to a, a totally disheveled and, uh, I don't know, it looks... It's not it's, it's messier than usual, but, um, yeah, my house, we're... I, I mentioned before we're moving house, so... Uh, this is what you get, buddy. Oh, I'm, it's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not like that different, radically different than, than normal, but next weekend or next week we'll be talking to an electric dude. So, uh, yay for us. You'll be able to find out he, he, uh, we'll be able to clue you in on all the stuff, what you should be able to get and whatnot. <laughs> Welcome to Creative Writing, the best podcast you're listening to right now. Unless, of course, you have two devices running and you're listening to two podcasts simultaneously. In which case, the other one is probably better. studio yeah how, how you feeling uh f- almost back to normal driving uh, that was a lot of driving yeah but it was fun it was a good trip you know what was the, one of the best parts for me is that that you didn't have to put up with me for two weeks no a lot of people were talking about how they got to meet you and and hook up with oh yeah you know with wigs in person like were you handing out um uh a few a few business cards business car- i probably yeah. didn't hand out enough I, I had asked Narissa her name like 17 times because I was intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, I know. I tell. <laughs> Just from what you were telling me, you're like, uh, what's his name? <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm super bad with names anyway, but then we were intoxicated. <laughs> it made it worse. It made right. me worse at names than right. I already am bad enough at names. <laughs> hey, so um, I didn't tell Wiggins this, but we're going to have a call in tonight. I guess I probably shouldn't have told you now. I should well, have just kept it a secret. I don't know. Yeah. But we're going to have a call in in a little bit. We're going to run through a few things here. We got some emails. We got a little bit of news. Um, the first thing I want to mention is, uh, hey, Chris, Nitrous Chris, the intro this week is for you. You you mentioned it uh, on our stupid <laughs> – 
Instagram feed. So this this week's intro is for you. Uh, another shout out I want to give is to my motorbike obsessions. This is a guy that's been flat, uh, you know, contacting me and Chris almost weekly about his flat track adventures, and we kind of got him into the flat track deal. I did not know that he was a guest before on on Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Him and his buddy rode up on their way. Uh, huh. up north but i, I did wanted... learn about a little bit more about the um bostrom flat track school though yeah tell us about it real quick while i do something oh there. it's like i guess literally just in their backyard and it's geared more towards road racing because it's bostrom's but um they do it it's i want to say about four or five hundred bucks but it's an all-day session with the bostrom's on probably mini bikes similar to what cullen edwards does at his boot camp but yeah, I got a phone call about it right before I left for Milwaukee. Like, hey, do you want to do it on, I think it's March 25th is the next one. Huh. Um, and I was like, well, I, I guess I'm racing the 24th. I could just sleep in my truck and then drive down there in the morning. But we'll see. Is that, it's basically in Temecula, right? Yeah, I think so. Because everybody in Temecula, I feel like, has a backyard track. Like, I feel like that's a perfect place to do it just because... Like literally everybody, there's, there's nothing but like land. If you go east, me and Bri Viffer were talking about this cause he lives in Murrieta and he's like, yeah, I could ride my dual sport out my, um, backyard and go like out up to the hill. And then we were talking about some YouTubers and stuff that literally do that. They ride out of their thing up into the oh, yeah. hills and, and I'm like, so it's so rad. It's funny that there's like a road racing slant maybe to it. Because I don't think there's enough. I mean, there's enough space for you to have a a, a road racing track out there. But well, I, I think it's just about like backing it in with your feet up and being in control of the bike while it's sliding and stuff like that. So it's the, that's why it's more road race based. I don't. I'm would guess with them you're going more than left too. So maybe you do like a figure eight, or yeah. maybe you do so many lefts and then so many rights or whatever. So getting used to the squiggles of the bike and the wiggles yeah. and all that stuff. So that guy, the whole reason for bringing him up is because um, he's got a blog and it's called mymotorbikeobsessions.blogspot.com and it's just uh, some you know, basic stuff about him, his motorcycling adventures. So check that out if you would. Um, motorcycle men, actually, I wanted to comment on them because me and Ted have been emailing back and forth forever. Um, that motorcycle podcasters roundtable just came out that I was telling you about that, I, mm-hmm. that you were, I think you were out of town. You were, you, yeah, I was, yeah, I was left that day. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it was funny that just came out last week. And so he's been talking, they were blabbing about what color, um, the Yamaha is. Have you seen, you know what I'm talking about? Like the F when it was called the FZ, those like crazy wheels that are oh, yeah. super bright and nobody knows what color they are. Are they yellow or are they green? Like they're trying it's to like f- a neon yellow because neon yellow is kind of a greenish. Right. And so I happen to have the actual Yamaha color codes and I emailed him and all the listeners were chiming in. Like they got a bunch of texts and, and all this stuff chiming in. And uh <laughs> everyone's like, It's yellow, no, it's green. No, it's you're dumb. It's like neon yellow, no, it's neon green. The actual color is LLGS six. Huh, it's neon green then. Light leaf green solid six. It's Yamaha fifteen ten. So if you if anybody you were wondering light leaf light leaf yeah that's a really light leaf dude you'd have to be on some pretty awesome drugs to see <laughs> to see a leaf on a tree and think that's even remotely the same color right like, dude that tree glows in the dark man right 
<laughs> and then lastly, um, we got an email from somebody. There's a couple more things I want to mention. One is that there's a, a motorcycle down every damn day on the freeway. I've been listening to the radio a lot lately. Well, and I, I every saw an Instagram day, for California called like, I don't know, Digs and Ghosts posted it. Uh-huh. Oh, right. And I followed it for like two days and it bummed me out and I didn't like it. So I quit following it. Was it just so many crashes? and? Yeah. And it was just like alerts and it, it kind of got annoying like seeing so much stuff. Yeah. But if it's something that you want to be informed on, um, I think if it's successful, whoever's doing it needs to divide it up. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, crash in the Bay Area. Okay. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it. I don't know. I don't even remember what it's called. I'd have to look back on Digs and Ghosts yeah. Instagram post, but it was something about down motorcycles and yeah. alerts. It tripped me out because I started listening to the FHF show here in LA, and every freaking morning there's a motorcycle down on the traffic reports because they give the traffic reports like on every you know on the fives or whatever the hell. Yeah, and every morning there's one down. So I went to the CHP like incident page, and you can look up literally all the incidents that they get called to. And there was like just today there was like three motorcycle hit by a taxi hit and run by a taxi motorcycle in the carpool lane uh, that a lot hit of them are in by the, a taxi yeah like and he it says the motors like the thing was like motors mc got picture of taxi on his phone so like dude you can't get away now with cell phones like if you're quick enough to whip it out i guess you well know? and like look at all the people i don't know how they do it i don't know if you plug your gopro in or whether it just records for half an hour but um, how many people ride with a GoPro on? Yeah. Oh, all yeah. The time? Especially like in LA, it's going to be like Russia pretty soon, where you need that stuff yeah. for insurance. So yeah, that's one thing I've been tripping out, and a lot of them are between the carpool lane and the number one. Everyone always gives lane splitting a shitty rap, and it does actually appear to be a lot of cars they cross over the double yellows. They don't want to wait that extra mile and a half before the line gets dotted oh, again, sure. and so sure. there are a lot of people getting creamed right there. Um, and the last one is an email we got, uh, Wiggs, I'm going to go ahead and let you read the email. I have it here printed if you want it, but, oh, is, uh, it, is it my ask Wiggs? Yeah. Are we going to do that at the beginning? Yeah, let's do it right now. We got the first ask Wiggs cause part of it is pertinent to our caller here. Um, you want me to ask the questions and you give the answers? Well, no, I had a question. So, okay. After listening to the misfits this week, I wanted to register the Ducati on, on twisted road. Mm-hmm. So if any of our listeners come out to LA, they can rent my bike. Yeah. So I wanted to do it like on the show. All right. Although I realized because I, I should have looked earlier at things I need and I didn't. But um, I realized I need a license plate number. So I think I can make one up and change it. <laughs> um, Take your dyno. So do we want to like um, – I know it's in my truck. Do we want to like try and do that in 10 minutes live or – should I just like mess with it while you're talking and be like, that's how easy it was. I'm done. Let's do it live after, okay. after our, uh, after our email here. Let's okay. see if that's how, how easy it really is. So we actually have our f- first yeah. official, um, ask wigs questions. Yeah. So the first question is I am going to bake whole wheat bread. Do you think I would get the best results from the bread machine in my attic or should I use a loaf pan and make it by hand? I would say if you're an experienced bread maker, of course you're going to do it all by hand. Hey, can I chime in here real quick too? Yeah. When I first read that. Does it need to be whole wheat bread? Of course. Well, I thought with the bread machine in my attic and I was thinking, why would she want to make bread in her attic? And then I reread it and I was like, oh, the bread machine's in the attic. 
so I'm sorry. Yes, I digress. Junkie, he has a he makes everything in his attic in his pantry. He doesn't do anything in the kitchen. You should see the chemistry station for making moonshine. Yeah, I would say if you've never done it before, get the bread machine out of the attic. Um, but you know, it's one of those like as your skills progress, you're going to uh, you're you're gonna put it in the uh, the the loaf pan and then go from there. Question two is, should I go to Ecuador in July and rent a bike with Freedom Ecuador Bike Rentals, or should I go camping, riding in Colorado? So, And this is from um, a listener on Facebook, by the way. I guess I won't say her name. I don't know if they want us to say her the name. You're going to have to specify if you want me to say your name on the air or not. Anyway, I, can I just, I'll just say Sandra. So um, what I would recommend is if you have the chance to go to Ecuador – and ride Ecuador, I would do that because to me, Colorado is an easier vacation. You could do that some other time. Um, if you have like friends going or not, if it's like equal money and equal time off work, I don't know. Colorado is awesome, yeah. but I'd probably go check out Ecuador. Hey, real quickly before we get on to the next question, special guest, are you there? Can you hear us? Yes, sir. All right. Hang All right. tight. We got, we got one more question to answer and then we're going to, we have two more questions to answer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, two more <laughs> questions. And then special guest, you can chime in, but don't say who you are yet. We, I, I didn't tell Wiggs who's going to be calling in. It's, cool. I'm going to take a wild guess just because of voice and the way you're being secretive that it's my arch rival, Nitrous Chris. <laughs> I don't know why it would be my arch rival, but. <laughs> Good guess. Good guess. Uh, number four, Nitrous Chris might like this. Um, why can't Hondas get any respect? Why is being dependable so loathsome? Uh, I'll say this because Hondas are fucking boring right now. And Honda is one of my all time favorite since I was a kid brands. Like I love Hondas, but Jesus build something that's cool. <laughs> like what you mean? The DNO one wasn't cool. And the NM4. Yeah. Is yeah those cool. weren't cool. <laughs> Your CBR thousand is not cool. Like the new one. Take it. Like you as Honda, you have such an advantage over all the big four and the Italians and Austrians. Like, like to me, when it comes to the big four, you reign supreme and you have for so long. Stop building boring shit. Build something cool and people will buy it. Like, your new CB1000, it's heavy and slow. Like, take a page from KTM with that thing, man. That Super Duke fucking rules. Yeah, the thing looks pretty tense. Your RC51 was the last cool thing you did and people still... Like, love it and pay too much for it. (laughs) Like, how hard is it? Like, you don't even have to update the motor. Like, you could put that motor in a naked bike, like a Super Duke-esque thing, and people would buy it. Yeah. And, you know, even the interceptors, like, people want those to come back. Dude, the V4s, yeah. Your, Your VFR 1200 sucked. I think you figured that out. But the 800 was rad. Um, something else that could be naked doesn't need to be full fairing. And yeah, I don't think oh. they're going to, I mean, I think they dropped the 1200. I haven't seen I the think 1200 they X. It too. Yeah. It's like two and done. And the Africa twin, I would say, yeah, that's cool. Um, where was it at five years ago? 
Yeah. Well, like, they had it, and then they dropped it, and then they brought yeah, it again. They had it, and it was legendary, and they waited until everyone else made an ADV bike, and ADV stuff was cool. Now we'll do it. Yeah. Like, the, that's the like one thing lead about, the way for once. That's the one thing about Honda is they bring out these cool concepts, and then they don't bring them to market until way after way they've proved, after proven done. to be a selling point, yeah. and then the market's going out. Yeah. Although the new Goldwing is, is pretty sick. Yeah. All right. Um, now, guests, special guests, pay attention to this last question. <laughs> Do I think motorcycle podcasters are ODing on Harley's future? <laughs> Will they ever stop talking about it? Um, and, and partially this is because recently everybody and their mom has been talking about how shitty Harley's been doing economically and how crazy they are for even proposing to do an electric bike, how crappy the streets are. I mean, I've listened to every podcast. I listen to a lot of motorcycle podcasts. It's so funny to me, like... Being a like for one, I'm biased because I ride flat track and I ride for Harley, and I think Harleys are rad. And with Harley, it's almost the opposite of Honda. Like they always build something cool, even though they haven't changed anything. Yeah. And I think like this is the tricky part. I think for Harley that people don't realize, or they do realize it. They just want to talk bad. Harley is the one motorcycle company that everyone has to change. But they can't change. Yeah. When they do change, no one likes it. But everyone wants them to change. Like everyone says, Harley, you should change. And then when they change, they're like, Harley, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, you, they freak out. We want Soft. we want the same thing that you've done. Yeah. But we want you to change. Well, then no, you don't want them to change. Yeah. I think what you see is a lot of critics of Harley, like the a lot of other uh, journalists uh, and, and other opinionated podcasters always talk about how old Harley is because they're a sport bike or a sporty, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or like maybe they're ADV. And everybody that doesn't ride Harley loves to talk about how they never change. People that ride Harley is kind of like that. Absolutely. And, and, and then, I mean, it's, I, I think the Milwaukee eight was a perfect example. It, it, it's a four valve yeah, air cooled motor. Yeah. Like how can we move into the next century but stay in the last century mm -hmm. and they pulled it off mm -hmm. like no other vehicle company in the world does that yeah or needs to do that and you look at and well, I, I have some negative feelings on the v-rod besides just whatever but i when you look at what they did with the v-rod it never sold yeah i know but that's the bike they use for their race like the the drag race motors you know what kind i mean of. like yeah, and, was, and I think <clears throat> like the V-Rod I think had more potential and I uh -huh. think they never did anything cool with it. But at the same time. They were good for going in a straight line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and they even had, I mean, you know, this guy probably especially, they had a production one you could buy that was like drag strip ready for yeah, a while. Yeah, it was the VRS CDE, the Destroyer is what they yeah, called the Destroyer, it. Yeah, the Destroyer, yeah. Like uh, no grip fender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing was tits. So, hey, guest on the line, you are doing something that's kind of changing the way people look at Harley Davidson's. You want to go ahead and tell us who this is? This is uh, Tony from uh, 27 Seconds. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Rad. So, so, yeah, we got Tony I, on the I line. I guessed wrong, but that's still I cool. know. That was still a good guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got Tony on the line, and he – you know, along with Chris, it was fun seeing you guys shredding Dinah's at the track. And since then, you guys, there's a lot of news coming out of the 27 Cycles um, corner. You guys, I have, I've barely said it on the show once, but um, you guys are doing a lot of big things. I'll let you talk about them. But um, 
Why, cool, do you, why do you think why do you think other podcasts are ODing on Harley? Like, is it the same? Do they just love to talk shit because they don't own them or what? It's a large I, company. Know, yeah, yeah. You know, it, you either love them or hate them. You know, uh, yeah. It's kind of one of those things. It's I, I, I love them, and uh, you know, I've been out there on my 2001 Dyna. It's that uh, I've done a lot of work too, and you know, I, it's gotten to a point where they can actually perform somewhat yeah. So, yeah. Uh, i know i was looking at some of wiggins uh footage and some of your guys footage from youtube and it's like like the captions like humiliating sports <laughs> mics and stuff like that <laughs> people don't expect that shit from a harley but you guys are changing yeah. you know harley for a long time when daytona 200 ran harley road race that's you know that series and uh-huh. up until like the late '90s or early 2000s, they had a road race bike, yeah, and, and a road race program and motor. And then they fell off the map. And then everyone went like, "Yeah, that's because Harley's are old man couch cruisers." But if you look at the yeah. VR1000, it was a totally different animal, and it was hard for them to take. I don't think they had anything production that was even similar, and it was hard for them to dump that like money into yeah. it and and not be their demographic. Yeah. Well, that's what Buell tried to do. I think somewhat is tried to make a, a yeah. sort of production bike that they were like, hey, dude, this right. is, look, use this, you know. But- and I, I think to me, the Buell XBs were super rad. Yeah. And oh, it yeah. was a cool mix of Harley Davidson yet what I think Buell wanted to do. I mean, obviously, I think with when you look at the 1125, Buell wanted to do more. Yeah. But the XB, I think, was a cool mix of Harley, like purebred Harley plus Buell's engineering and Buell's passion for road racing. Yeah. And you guys at 27 Cycles, Tony, you guys are, um, you guys got your race licenses recently. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and you guys joined a series, right? Yeah. We're actually in a few. Um, they just haven't started yet. Uh, right now we're in CVMA and that runs out of Chuck Walla. And they run during the during the winter because it gets too hot out there during the summer. <laughs> yeah, like 120, you know? 130 degrees yeah. out there. Yeah, so they take their break during that time. So we've been out with them a couple times. Uh, this last time, I wasn't as successful as I planned. But, <laughs> yeah, do you, you want to? If anybody hasn't seen Wait. our our uh, repost and stuff, what happened last time? Dude, I uh, you know fucking partied and. Uh, <laughs> You know, I put I pushed it farther and faster than I fucking planned it. And, uh, you know, the problem was is that I went out there like, hey, I just want to go out and finish and I'm going to, you know, ride the bike and have fun. I ended up being qualified in front of a couple sport bikes. And you wanted to stay there <laughs> instantly. Instantly. It was like, OK, these motherfuckers ain't going to pass me. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to make it really hard for them to do that. And so in the beginning of my second lap, you know, the end of the straightaway, I, I pushed it even farther past my breaking point, And I was going to go into that corner hot as hell regardless. But the throttle stuck when I went to hit the brakes. And I wasn't expecting that, Yeah. you know. Yeah. So I was already anticipating going forward, downshifting, and it kicked me back and locked up the front brakes and that was it yeah yeah no but, that that look yeah. i mean it happened so fast in the video i had to watch it a few times to see exactly you you can see the front wash and you're like trying to see where it starts to happen because you're like well that was weird you know but that was yeah, like- watch the video you can see my wrist i, I try to break the throttle loose twice yeah yeah 
So I fuck, I try to hit it once and then I figure, you know what, it's going to break loose the next time. And I went ahead and hit the brakes, but it didn't let loose and oh, it was over. Yeah. But, you know, it was a, you know, I had to do a brake lever guard for the ra- uh, for the race series as part of, you know, checking the bike and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I did a f- shitty job doing it. So did some custom stuff and thought it would be okay because it was my bike. Oh, and, uh, did it get stuck or something? Or oh, yeah, the thr- the throttle got stuck wide open. Yeah, oh, that's what that, it got stuck on, on the right outside of the tube. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, and it was shitty because at the end when I normally would brake, I gave it a little bit more throttle. So <laughs> trying to run uh, it in even deeper. I was running deep as fuck into the into that corner, and uh, yeah. I think, too, for our listeners, um, and we've talked to you and Eric both before, um, but I I want them to know because I feel like we started this interview talking about Buell's and then went right into what you do. Like, I think what our listeners need to understand is you guys aren't out there on XBs. Like, you're out there on Dinas with (laughs) T-bars, you know, totally like California style Dinas with some race mods, but not, you're not running clip-ons. You're not running rear sets. You're running right. mid controls, long shocks, T bars, like yeah. Cause I've gangster seen, as fuck Dinas, but yeah. ripping the track. Cause I've seen some pretty road raced and cafe raced, um, sportsters that would probably actually do a pretty good job. But yeah. you, you mentioned you had a 2001 Dyna and Tony, he has something similar, right? He has an FXR or something like that. I think his is oh, a Eric, nine. Um, Eric. Yeah, I'm sorry, Eric. Yeah, Eric's got an Oh nine, uh, Dyna. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But, uh, I'm all Tony. Yeah, that, that's so, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no. Uh, so, you know, he's got the different model Dyna. I've got the older one and, uh, you know, it's definitely, it, it wasn't anything different than the way I rode in the canyons, except I just didn't go. I didn't do that full throttle shit in yeah. the canyon. <laughs> yeah. You know? So yeah. I like it, it. Literally, like the transition for me going to the racetrack, it was only the next thing to do. Yeah. Because I didn't want to fly off a cliff, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say. Imagine if that would have happened out on the canyons, dude. Like no, fucking... yeah, like the whole. The only canyons out here that I would even get close to that speed would be like the thirty-three highway. Yeah. And it's like big sweeping corners, you know, like 90 mile an hour corners and something like happened like, like that. But here's the deal. Something happened like that at 40 miles an hour and you hit something, you're screwed. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I, I was going probably like 110. I don't really know for sure, but I know from the GoPro footage from my other races, I go into that corner sometimes at like 105, but like normally. You were, you were on extra extra throttle this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, being able to hit the ground and slide that far really is yeah. the only thing that saved my ass. You know. Yeah. yeah. No guardrail. No. Cliff, but that's that's the no thing. Cars. I would never. I never did that in the canyons. I never did full throttle. I didn't push it that far, yeah. and that's why I got bored with it. Yeah. Because I just you can't go any. You know. Now I just proved. Hey, I flew down the freaking racetrack at 10 <laughs> miles an hour and i bruised my ankle and my rib yeah you know? so. if, you, if you were in azusa you'd have been dead yeah oh for sure like off down the oh, down man, the hill yeah. rocks getting hit yeah. like because then you fall down the hill and then you hit everything as you're or if you down. were if you were lucky and you didn't go off a cliff you would have went into the side yeah. of one yeah exactly. yeah no it, it, at that speed even if even not that speed like you hit something you're you're yeah it's not good, you know so 
And I have to say too, like from from riding with you guys, like I feel like I go to the the track with my Dyna and I feel pretty good. And uh, you and Eric are just on it, like uh, another level above that, like mentally. Like I could, yeah. you know, you guys want to go, and it's cool. Like you want to go race and you want to like put that extra in, and it's rad to see like it evolving. Like being around the Hooligan Flat Track and then seeing this. I'm like, it's, it's going to keep growing. And, you know, I, I've been out there with four or five of us total. And then I've seen you guys with some guys that I've even ridden with. So there's probably yeah. eight or 10 dudes on Dinah's. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was at Phillip Island too, that got tagged on Instagram. Somebody, I think there, our, there's an Australian our, dude out that does it anyway. That's uh, our buddy Berg out in, uh, out in Australia. Yeah. yeah. The, the gasoline alley, Harley Davidson. Yeah. So I think, a, yeah. So to go back to the email that, that Chris got is that you know why are why are podcasters ODing on Harleys and part of the reason is because they're they love to bag on these old couch dudes on yeah. cru- cruising couches but you guys yeah, it's, you guys it's are, not the case anymore yeah that's the thing is it's, you guys are going out there and shredding this thing and actually hey man, in a I'll, series. I'll, tell what, I'll tell you what I bought this bike for three grand I don't know six seven years ago. Before that, I had an 84 Ironhead Sportster that was, you know, T-bars and pretty much the same. And I'd go out there and hit the canyons on that thing. And with kids' bikes that we built from 27 Cycles, Dinas, and, of course, in the straightaways and the bigger turns, they'd take off on me, but I'd keep up with them on my fucking Ironhead. Yeah. You know, so these these old bikes that people think don't, work and can't do anything like it, they can yeah. you know it's not uh it's just a matter of like no, no one really knew that i think yeah you know what I mean? well and i, I, I think the riders that. were different the riders oh. weren't pushing it and what we've ran into again with our flat track and definitely with it you guys are doing it's like there's this idea there used to be an idea of like why well, can't go to the track unless i get a track bike and now yep. the idea is I want to take my bike, whatever that is. And in, yeah. in our case, it's Harley's. And it's like, I want to take my bike to the track and I want to see what I can do on my bike. And then, you know, you show up on your Dinas and now you're racing in legit tape up the, leads. Tape up the like, lights. Yeah. You know, tape up your lights, take your mirrors off and you're put your leathers on and you're racing. Yeah. And you're riding back. Yeah. Hey, what type of uh, gear did you have on too? What, what brands were you wearing when you went down? I had, when I got my gear, I didn't have a bunch of dough, so I got the Sadichi one from uh, Cycle Gear. Yeah, the leather suit. It, it was it was the most affordable one I could get. It's definitely like the basic level entry level suit. Um, but shit, dude, it you know it's got some holes in it, but it definitely definitely saved me. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, the the Alpine Star spine protector that I had is really what did the you know, did me really good, really. So, do you slide on your back? Yeah, yeah. It, I, I I slid on the concrete on my back, and I mean, I don't really know how far that was, but uh, once I hit the dirt, once me and the bike hit the dirt, it everything started flipping. Yeah, so. it was definitely a, you traveled a fair distance too, because on on the pavement, I would say it was a good like fifty feet until you were to the dirt and then you just got smaller once you hit the dirt like you just disappeared you know what i mean i was like holy yeah. shit that was a far unfortunately, slide unfortunately i didn't have the gopro on um but my buddy was 
doing an Instagram live on my phone for the race. And, uh, my old lady was watching, so he, that's why he, that's why he didn't get the rest of the crash. Right. <laughs> he saw that. He's like, "Oh shoot!" Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, my bike actually almost ended up back on the racetrack. Oh, uh, back around out of two or whatever there. Huh? Yeah, it was in the. It was basically on the curb in like the apex of turn two oh, shit that's what i thought so, when i saw that when i saw him going around too i i wondered if you had slid that whole way because you in the video you got real small right before he like panned down i i think i heard him go oh shit well like, yeah once the dust uh and you know what the video that i posted i don't think you can see as much as the video that's on my phone oh okay okay that out because uh you can see a little bit higher on the original video so I'm going to figure that out and post that because you can see the bike flipping. And oh, slow. yeah. I don't think you see that on and, the other one. Yeah, yeah. It gets cut off. But the bike flips and you can see, I mean, it's upside down and it slams on the handlebars and the bar and the front tire gets twisted and broken. Yeah. I know you that know? thing so was, was, I didn't was realize you said it. Once it hit the, once it hit the. The dirt. Yeah, I didn't realize how bad it was till I saw the pictures of the front end and your actual, you know, sliders are busted in half. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, it it definitely a a testament to the crash bar that we had on there and and the shred pegs that we make. Um, that bike slammed down so hard on the left that I didn't have time to even like ditch the bike. And my left leg didn't get like I didn't even get a bruise on my left leg, right? And 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 if that thing would have landed on my leg and I would have got caught up in there or something, like the bike literally, you can see the bike like ten feet off the ground. Right, right, yeah. So that like, would have been your leg with it, you know? <laughs> like, as you can see, you can actually see one of my legs like flipping around in the dust, you know, cloud. Damn. But like, yeah, everything was cool. Until it hit the dirt, and it just hit the dirt tires first, and just boom. Yeah, caught it and started doing a cartwheel, huh? Same with me, you know. Once yeah. I hit the dirt, I just I just started tumbling. You but, were a meatball over there in the uh, just tumbling yeah. through the dirt. Yeah, yeah I, know. I, I know that, and it's pretty cool. I don't know, you know, you see it on I, I, every single track day I've gone to. I've seen somebody go down, so. Uh, yeah, it's a normal thing out there. Yeah, it really it's, is. it's, it's not because like, it was is a Harley or anything like that. It's because that's just what well, happens sometimes. So well, you, you know, you're out there pushing it. You know, yeah. you're pushing yeah. the limits of yourself, um, yeah. your tires, yeah. and your, your bike. Not even your bike because yeah. it's a Harley. Just your bike in yeah. general. Like, yeah. you know, you're obviously out qualifying yeah. some. And sport you know bikes. that. You know that with racing. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, now I know the difference between track riding and, yeah. and this is. This was my second weekend uh, racing. It would be technically like my third race. Yeah. So, like, now I know the difference between going out on a track day uh-huh. and chilling with the homies yep. and, and be, being in race mode. Yeah. It's totally different you know, when, the, when the green look, flag I mean, flies. It's, it's a totally different feeling. I drive out there because I woke up at 4 in the morning, drove out there, and I was talking to my buddy Hugh, like, hey, I'm just going to chill. There's, no, there's not even any other Harleys out there just going to race and do my thing and try to beat my lap time from last time. And, uh, as soon as the green flag yeah. dropped, you saw the red <laughs> mist and you're like, Oh yeah, it was, it was over. It yeah. was like that, that, the whole, like my whole mindset was different. You know, I didn't, it is. I couldn't, couldn't even make up a, uh, you know, change that 
if I wanted to. But you, know? you like, I think yeah. it's unfortunate to like wad your bike at that speed. But you know, yeah. you, I think as a racer, there, there's a point when you want to crash to a, where because you're like, okay, I've been doing this for so long and I'm getting better, but am I pushing myself hard enough? You know, yeah. like in your mind, you're like, I want to push myself a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And you want to find where that mistake is. You you got to find yeah. that that boundary. Um, sometimes they're more expensive than others. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's just that mentality of like, I need to go faster. I need to go a little bit harder. Yeah. And it sometimes that happens. Yeah. Hey, do you, do you guys think that, uh, you know, people love you know referring back to the email people are ODing on the harley thing because they are the biggest american motorcycle manufacturer right now and it's easy to pick on them because they're at the top of the hill and when you start falling it's like who else are you gonna talk about you know what i'm saying and i think love them or hate them as a podcast in the u.s they are the largest manufacturer in the u.s they're what the largest over 750 cc's in the world i think you know um and just in general they're what I love them. Oh I yeah, them. but I, mean, I think as a podcaster in the states, like you have to talk about them. Like they yeah. are basically the only Amer- American motorcycle manufacturer of any size and volume. Yeah. Like, well, anytime any large company, whether they sell socks or motorcycles, once they start doing bad, if they were at the top of the pile, like that's who you're. Yeah. That's who you're watching fall. You don't see these little guys struggling and going up and down yeah, several yeah, times. Sure. You see the top guy; he can only go down because the market is. You know, not to be an economic podcast, but I mean, the market's mature and like something has to change for the numbers to keep going up. It doesn't just magically keep growing. And I think, I don't know, people want to like, oh my God, they're, they're going out of business. No, they're not. Yeah. Like sales are down compared to, but worst thing they're going to do is shrink a little bit. Yeah. They're still going to be big. You know, their, their numbers compared to Indian are 50 times. Yeah. Like. They've been around a long time. Yeah. Yeah. They've been around 115 years. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. They're just, they're going through growing pains or shrinking pains. Yeah. And it. And, and, you know, and, and once we get that new platform out there on the racetrack. I was talking to someone about about that today too. (laughs) You know, uh, you know, know, I'm out here on the 2001, you know, Dyna. Yeah. Like, and. Everybody's hating on this new soft tail thing, and uh, you know my my thoughts on it are, I think I can go faster on that bike. Well, you saw you saw Brownie Speed Merchants soft tail. I, 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 my my jaw dropped. Bro. Oh, dude! And then I, I, I uh, funny you bring that up. So I was at Harley. Well, I was at Mama Tried last week, and I was talking to some um, corporate Harley guys, and I'm like, "Have you seen what we're doing with road racing?" And he's like, no. So I showed him the Dyna and I'm like, dude, you need to check out this, this 27 cycles and Jiffy tune. I'm like, like I go out to the track and I have a good time and it's so fun to like work on sport bikes a little bit and ride that bike to my limits. Um, but like I, like I told you guys, like, I don't really want to go racing because I do so much flat track that it's stressful. And if I add like road going road racing would also be stressful. And when I go to the track right now for the, for road, road rag riding, it's stress relieving it's relaxing it's fun yeah and not that racing isn't fun but with that comes like yeah there's there's a reason that jd JD beach and hayden fun bro but it's nerve-wracking oh for sure so but i I, i'm like showing him that i'm like hey like this stuff's happening like these guys are getting down on dinas like you guys like i know you want to see soft tails out there and then i talked to it at a dealership today i was talking to one of the owners and they're like 
yes, like that soft tail out there would be because everyone thinks like, oh, it's a soft tail, but it's not a soft yeah. tail. Like, yeah, it's, it's well, the, you know, that's what we were all we all wanted. Like, hey, dude, we want a bike that handles better. Yeah. Like, like I want a Harley that handles better. And we like, all love the dyno, but that I, rubber mount motor is no bueno. Yeah. <laughs> I just, mean, you know, yeah. you know, we're, you know, I'm hitting a hundred plus on turn nine at big willow and getting but, weird. You know, and, and yeah. And, and, and if you let off, if you let off at all, you're going to get some fucking sort of speed. Yeah. Wobble, yeah. Yeah. You well, know, and so you know, this new platform with the monoshock rear, there's so many more options out there for performance shocks than there are, you know, two, oh, yeah. you know, Absolutely. you can do piggybacks, but you can't get like the, the same, yeah, it's you not can, the same. same bang for your buck with a single rear. And also those new frames, they said were like, I forget if it was 60 or 90, but it was like this huge. It's a lot stiffer. It is way it's more lighter. stiffer. I swear he said like 60 pounds lighter and 90% more rigid. I might have those backwards. I don't know how they measure that. I thought it was twenty percent stiffer, but I don't know how you measure. It was percent stiffer, it was huge. One of, it was a big number. Depending though. on which, maybe he was talking about the. But again, specific model. The swing arm Wait, is I'll mounted to the what, frame. I, I it's not going to wobble. I went out and test rode a, a stock one, the Fat Bob, and I tried to touch the foot pegs in, in the lane. You yeah. know, just by whipping it back and forth. The only thing that hit was like the. The thing that sticks off the kickstand, yeah, to make it easier oh, to kick right. it. I hit so, the the kickstand knob I, on one side and the <laughs> exhaust on the right side, but yeah, with so, no wobble though. Yeah, and so, on a bone stock bike, that's that's good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely, it definitely, I saw potential in it, and everybody hating on it. I was just like, at first, you know, I, I had that the same the same feeling towards it. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, when I first yeah. saw it, so yeah. I did the TV commercial for it. And yeah. uh, we were like, it was all super top secret, right? Like no one's right. supposed to know they're killing the Dyna. And I told some people at Harley and I will eat my words now. And if they took me up on it, I would owe them $100. I said, the Dyna will be back in five years. And they just kind of laughed. And then after riding it and seeing it and now seeing like stuff like brownies, I'm like, yeah. no, it won't. The soft tails. They only named it the soft tail because in Southern California, we're in this bubble of Dynas are cool. Everyone yeah. else in the country likes like, soft tails. Yeah. That's the only reason they put the soft tail name on it. Like yeah. it wasn't but necessarily it's, it's meant to be soft a soft tail. tail. It is. You look at that. You look at that, that bike Brawny built. That, that is, that is, that is a race machine, bro. Oh, dude. With, yeah. with a Harley Davidson name on it. I like, wanted him to come out in April, and he's not going to do it yet. He said the bike needs to make its rounds first, and then he'll bring it yeah. out. And yeah, he'll be no, – That right there, like, it, it. I was like, wow, man. And that did a lot. Yeah. Like, so Harley gave him that bike. He still had to build it with his own money, but Harley gave him that bike. And then at Mama Tried, um, the guy I was talking to at corporate, he said, like, all these dealer people are coming up to him like, hey – if there's one bike up there you need to see, it's this soft tail that's up there. And he's like, yes. no, no one knew that he was the guy that like set Brownie up with it and all that. Like, but that's what Harley wanted to see was like, that made the soft tail rad. Yeah. Um, and I think some of the stuff he did, I think Harley paid attention. Like the soft, the fat Bob has the tighter head tube angle. And of course, like, you know, guys like <laughs> you and I going to the track, like that's what yeah. we look at is the frame. I can yep. change the wheels. Um, yeah. And they did the – so the Fat Bob's the only one with that. I hope for next year it gets better. Um, 
you know, maybe they'll do like a lowrider because they did the lowrider and it's, yeah. I like the lowrider because it reminds me of the Dyna, but I think if they do like a lowrider S with dual disc and the tighter head yeah. tube angle, but yeah. those, that wheel size, it would be tits. Like I, that is what I would like to see for yes. 19, but the software right. overall, man, when you see brownies, it's like, damn. And I saw one when, when the bike was released officially, I saw someone's Instagram. It's like a designer and he, uh-huh. he, had oh a, yeah, he, he had it a, all. Yeah, he had a picture of the frame with nothing on it, like frame and swing arm, and then yeah. he like did a little like rendering with like wheels and a, a tank and tail, and I was like, yeah, that bike's gonna be badass. Like, yeah, it's just the simplicity is there that the other bikes didn't have. Yeah, the potential, the, the just the amount of potential is there. Yeah. You know, and this is just them testing the waters with some new stuff. You know what I mean? Who knows yeah. what else they're up to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was in a podcasters roundtable a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about one of the, a couple of the people have Harleys, but they're a little older, and they're like, "We're nobody's ever going to buy, like you know, they're they're just like cruiser dudes, and they're like nobody's ever going to buy." And they mentioned the soft tails. They mentioned the the live wire, unless it's in a cruiser platform. But the thing is, you got to remember that it's just a platform, and you need the platform to be strong before you build on top of that and you can do whatever you want with it like you like you guys are saying you know it's just a frame it's just a chassis once you take everything off of it yeah and uh it's cool to see what people are doing i think they actually did a pretty good job of keeping like the low rider and the fat boy and all that stuff they still kind of look almost you know not exactly but you know they look a lot like the old ones it's not like there was a huge thing where the guys that like those rides should be like all pissed off you know i think i mean they they did what people were doing with them you know, that's, that's what yeah. they do. And yeah. They, they, I think they look better for what they are. You I, know, I think uh, too, like Harley, they did really, they did a good job of changing, but staying the same, which is always yeah. like, at least for this time period, it's what they have to do and what they're good at. And what, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show that no one else does like everyone else. It's always progression, progression, progression. And when Harley tries progression and I'll use the V rod as an example, like, no one liked it mm-hmm. because the people that don't like your traditional Harley, first of all, they're not even spending money on them. And then, but most of the people spending money are like, no dude, I want an air cooled push rod motor. Like that's a fucking Harley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the V rod still stuck around for 10 years. Around, yeah. Like I think they should have done more with that motor. Like put it in a bagger. I thought that they were going to, when the new, or when this new stuff Eric was Buell. coming out. Yeah. When this new stuff was coming out, I thought that was going to, instead of the Milwaukee eight, I thought it was going to be a version of the V rod instead of the Milwaukee. eight still ended up to be water cooled at some to yeah. a degree, but not like the V rod was, yeah. you know, like that thing was, crazy. I think it was unsuccessful as a bike, not as a motor, mm-hmm. but because of that, I don't, that's, I think that's why. Yeah. Cause of the way it was set up. It just wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah. Hard. You know, I think yeah. you could have taken that motor and put in a, Dyna frame and not touched it or a new soft tail frame and not touch the frame and it would have been rad mm-hmm. or a bagger like i think that would have been a bitch in bagger motor they definitely had the power yeah yeah, yeah they were definitely fast yeah. well you know in 2014 they did that project rushmore thing where they started listening more to the customers and that's when they started the water cooling and they started doing a lot more stuff to the bikes that they hadn't been doing for the past 100 and eight years or 110 years, whatever it was. And it's because people are starting to do now that they're listening, now that people want to buy what they want and they don't want to have to customize, you know, Mm -hmm. buy it and then customize it. Like you guys, like you guys are saying, they're kind of doing now what people are already doing to them. 
The new Softails all have a pretty good size oil cooler on the front of them too. And I feel like with the twin cams, the performance guys, which are your younger generation that Harley wants to sell bikes to, dude, we were all hanging oil coolers on them anyway. And like, if you look yeah. at my Dyna, I didn't even try to hide my oil cooler. Like, I was my mine's my sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, and I I'm like to a point I was like proud of it because I was like yeah. it's a rad performance upgrade. And the new yeah. Softails like it's kind of in the frame, but it's a good size oil cooler, and they really don't try to hide it that well. And I, I like you personally can't. I'm stoked about it. Yeah, you can't really hide it too much. I mean, there's not really yeah, hardly anywhere else to stick it. There's no yeah. arrow get to it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But, but yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh, I didn't even know they had an oil cooler already on them. Yeah, uh, so, it's a pretty good pretty size, dumb. right in the middle, like right in front of the triangle in the frame. Well, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna be doing something I'm not gonna talk about on <laughs> Saturday, and uh, I'll let the world know Saturday what happens. Uh-oh. Rad. Hey, uh oh, Brad. Hey, you and Eric are are racing. Um, he wasn't at the Chuck Walla event, but you guys, I mean, you're already planning on getting back on yours, right? I mean, you, you're, I'm trying, I'm trying to be back. I'm trying to hit, uh, AFM at Button Willow on 17th and 18th of this wow. month. Wow. Damn. That's just a couple weeks away. Yeah. So thrashing on that thing, getting it back, back together. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, that or we'll, we'll see about something else. Was much of it salvageable? I know uh, you posted the front end, and I kind of asked about it. Like, no. uh, the, I mean, the only thing salvageable is, I mean, hopefully the frame, but the motor still has compression, still is good, and uh, probably maybe the rear tire. I haven't pulled it off and checked. Did the wheels and rotors <laughs> but, and all that get bent too? And the... oh, done, huh. done, oh, bro, it's all twisted. The fork tube is busted in yeah. half, like the the lower. The fork lower is busted in half. Like oh, it, wow. it, it's up against everything. The the Behringer brakes that were on there didn't even get touched. Huh. But the you know, uh, speed merchant brackets might might be all right, but the lindles are all nicked up and oh, okay bent in, and the, like the forks are squeezed up against it. Pretty, you know, they're basically oh, pushed so up. It, yeah. I just shoved everything into that front wheel. And... Yeah, yeah. It it literally it. I mean, it landed on the front end. Like yeah. it flipped, it hit the air, it was in the air and it literally smacked down upside down on the handlebars in front end. Oh, wow. What does that so, thing weigh, too? Because that's a lot of weight for those man, forks to take. I don't know, 700 pounds? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. You know, 650. You know, yeah. and it's, it's, it, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll post the video with the better, you know, with like, showing the actual like when i hit the dirt hopefully you can see the bike flip and it's just like it's pretty gnarly dude but uh Uh, but yeah considering it's it's uh the 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 big part of it the motor and transmission primary that was all saved yeah and it's flung around pretty hard and i bet even if the frame's twisted i bet dr john can straighten that thing yeah 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 so uh, it's it's uh it's definitely salvageable um, and I do plan on, uh, getting that bike back together and back on the racetrack. Nice. Um, definitely, in you two, know, in two it, weeks, man, that's, it, it might not be in two weeks, but I got something up my sleeve that might be going down. Uh, see if it After happens. we just talked about how he wants to get a soft tail on the track. This could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, um, so. we might cut you loose here pretty soon, but, uh, if people want to check it out, you you got twenty seven underscore cycles on Instagram. Yeah. I think also is it racetrack. The, mo- 
uh, Moto HD Racing. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah check out all the, all the carnage there. Like, there's some good shots yeah. of the aftermath there. And then yeah. the the parts and accessories is Shred Moto Co. Right. Shred Moto Co. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, the website to to pick up like the the shred pegs and pretty much pretty much everything we're using and yeah. you know that we'll be adding a lot more stuff to it. You know, we're just uh, we're going with the flow and you know we want to educate people and help people get out there you know we got there's a there's a uh a track uh schedule a track day and also a race schedule on shredmotoco.com nice and uh, it, there's a calendar there it it tells you if it's a track day or an actual race event so people if they want to come out and watch or if they want to go check out a track day and ride their bike and you know do their own thing that's that's you know what we're trying to help people do Right. You know, so when if you... we're, you know, we're, we're out there trying to race and that's my goal. Like, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, I've always ridden Harleys and I'd love racing. I just never, never took the transition to like going to a sport bike and actually going racing. Uh, but I, so I was like, I want to, I like racing this thing, yeah. you know? So, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's definitely, uh, gaining traction um yeah. it's definitely picking up there's definitely more riders out um and, and yeah definitely getting more people out there we had five bikes at, at, at willow uh last month you know two brand new guys out there uh what's his, uh, the real beaker he's been coming out there yeah he's right track, you know too. he's a wheelie guy and you know it's people are really, you know and one of the new guys that came out he goes hey guys my goal is to race. I want to get my race license. I want to be out there racing on this thing. Nice. And like, that's the coolest. Uh, that's pretty cool. You know, cause yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's another, it's another form of racing, you know? And, uh, I love, I love watching flat track racing. I've never been out on a flat track, uh, track, you know, and I'd love to go out and try one day, but like, it's just, you know, the road race course is my, is my right up my sleeve. So, and I hope it is for other people too. I think so. Yeah. I think, um, so. you know, even talking to Bronny about that soft tail, we went out and rode new low riders a few months ago. And, uh, cause I've ridden flat track with him a decent amount and we hit the yeah. Canyon in Palos Verdes. There was like this little tight windy road and him and I took off from, uh, the other two people we were with. I won't mention their names. And, uh, uh dude, we just like left them and I was a little faster than him, but I don't know if I could have safely passed him on the street yeah. and i'm like brawny like you need to go to the track with me yeah and he's Straight like up. he's like yeah 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 and i'm like no dude like he's like well i really like the canyons i'm like you will love the track I, then yeah if you like the canyons it's like, so I mean, much better me i love the canyons bro yeah. that's that was my thing like that's that's where i you know yeah i rode a lot on the freeways and going places and doing stuff but like my my thing was going and hitting the canyons and putting 200 miles on my gas tank in a day, yeah. not even going anywhere, just like in yep. circles. You know what I mean? And I and like I, like you know, and for for me to be like, oh, you know, f fuck the canyons, but no, it's like really uh, once you once you hit the like, track, fuck you, the canyons. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah like, like once you go to the, I mean, trust me, once you go to the racetrack, yeah, you'll be like, wow, I'm never gonna do that in the <laughs> yeah. canyon again. Yeah. There's no 
There's no reason to. I can go ride the canyons and enjoy the view now. I don't need to go rip them because it's not like, I'm like, no, I can go to the track. A lot lot of my friends quit riding, period, once they started racing. They're like, yeah, we're not, we're just going to do the track now. Like, this is way better. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't been in the canyons in a year, dude. And I'll I'll say too for the listeners, like, if you guys are, uh, if you're local to Southern California and you want to try it, Eric and Tony are the nicest fucking dudes at the track. Like, you might find a few nice sport bike guys, but not all of them. Nobody's gonna, <laughs> but, nobody's going to give you a hug and a but, kiss. And, and, every, everybody's pretty chill out there, though, really. Yeah, I, mean, I think. And uh, to be honest with you, that since we've been going there like once or twice better. a month, it's like people really see us out there and everybody knows us now. And it's like everybody's super cool and they do barbecues yeah. at night. Everybody does mini bike races. And it's it's almost like, you know, everybody sees everybody every yeah. month. And we, it's like, uh, it's you, you know how it is. Yeah, yeah we did. Everybody we had it the exact same way. Party. When we yeah. started going to the flat track, they put us by ourselves. No one wanted anything to do with us. They thought we were a bunch of idiots, and we yeah. probably were. And they thought it wouldn't last. And we, yeah. we probably agreed with them. But, you know, then you go out, and people are like, oh, they're more serious than I thought. You know, because they thought we were just joking around, and it was something right. that they loved, and we were like – making a fool of it you know and we weren't but and i think that's you know that's something like everything like that's gonna have to deal with and yeah i mean harley's with flat track is synonymous even though we were on little short tracks on production bikes but harley's and road racing really isn't or hasn't been for 50 years so i you know you're gonna get a little pushback but i think going out there on a regular basis and actually hanging and actually getting more serious and race prepping your bikes and getting a race license like now people are looking at you like okay these dudes are legit they don't want to ride sport bikes but they want to ride and they want to ride 110 percent. yeah and 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 we're out there with the fast guys and the qualifying and stuff you know i mean the super fast guys on the sport bikes and those guys are i mean I'll tell you what, I've been riding forever and I, I've been in accidents and seen accidents and been, when those dudes fly by you, it's pretty like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> like, I've done some no sessions days at Chuckwalla yeah, and yeah, those yeah, fast it, dudes it, are. It, it, and, and, you know, and, and, but it's, it's dope, you know, yeah. and, and uh, like, I, I don't know, it, I don't know where I was going with it, but yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's just you know, a lot of fun. It, 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 it is. Yeah. It's super fun. You know what I mean? But, and it's also not, only that like you don't have to go do that and and risk and push yourself like that yeah not at all it's it's also for people that just want to go out and ride on like w- ride wide open and not worry about a ticket or yeah. oncoming traffic and even yeah. um you know we do a lot of probably my favorite thing right now is the ramming speed racing days and hopefully i'll oh, see you super awesome, i'm planning dude. on being big willow on april 15th because I, be I had a good time at big willow i don't I'll know if i'll have my dyna i am uh i actually just got it painted and freshly powder coated so i can sell it i was trying to chase you down on that ducati dude <laughs> oh i know I, I came up on you in turn nine but you were getting off the track and i was like oh i got oh, him you're getting off I dude like, i i pulled out a nine like i caught uh i caught tony and i pulled out a nine i'm like i'm gonna pass him on the straightaway that motherfucker's uh, dyna uh, is so fast my duck didn't gain an inch all straightaway um <laughs> But Bro, yeah. we were. I was hitting 125 on that fucking. Oh, dude, that track was that good. Month. But yeah, it's, I, it's fun. It, 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 I, I really, really enjoy that one because I, I enjoy the wide open. Yeah, like, the big sweepers. Kind of like, I liked two because yeah. you were just two is such a long, fun corner. 
Yeah. It's a big, yeah. big long right-hander. Um, it reminds me of the, like, it reminds me of a few canyons that I know. Yeah. And like, and the tight turns, it's like, that remind. I mean, it's, it doesn't get any better than that. You know what I mean? It's like, I like big 180 corners so I can like get into yeah. them, get settled and then roll on and get like comfortable going faster and not be like out of it. And I feel like there's like two of them there at least. There's a couple. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few. And yeah. where, where streets of Willow has like this section that's like right, left, right, left, right, left. And yeah. You, you yeah. Can't get, you can't get yeah. into the corner and you're into the next one. Yeah. But uh, my plan is um, I actually – so I just got my Dyna all pretty. I'm going to sell it because Dynas are worth a lot right now because everyone wants a new so- – or everyone hates a soft tail. And right. um, I think I'm going to – I wonder how much mine's worth. I, <laughs> I don't know right now. And then uh, I think I'm going to get me a 1,200 rubber mount Sportster to take to the track. Yeah. So a little bit smaller bike. But you know, I think for people listening – and I'll say too, like and, – and you and Tony were great about it. Uh, a friend of mine drove out from Arizona – uh, when we went to Big Willow in December, and mm-hmm. I don't know if he ever broke seventy mile an hour, but he had a great time. And like oh, yeah. the next was day, the he's on like the, on the blue bike, on the blue Dyna, yeah, with forward yeah, controls yeah. too. He's like, yeah. when, when are we going again? When are we going back? And I'm like, you want to drive all the way from Phoenix to Willow again? He's like, yeah, absolutely. And I was trying to show him like in the last session because he with forwards he felt like he couldn't lean off the bike like we could. So yeah. I I did a lap where I like I followed him and then I went in front of him and I was trying to show him like dip your shoulders and dip the bike like and I didn't move my butt at all, yeah. and that helped him a little bit. But uh, you de- yeah, you definitely I mean, can't put weight well, and stand up or anything though. You know, right? I mean, like, but what, you know, really also the guys out there you can add like the the instructors and oh, you know ramping sure. speed doesn't have as it's a lot more uh, lackadaisical, but they do have guys out there yeah. that are instructors. You know. I had uh I followed Heath around on uh um, yeah. on my duck, dude. He helped me out a bunch and, and it made me go faster just by following. Yeah. But uh you know, yeah. it's cool and I ramming speed one if you guys are local listening is a good one because it is more relaxed and yeah. it's not as intense. You show up for like the slow group and you can pretty well go as slow as you want. Like And and Big Willow is a good racetrack. It is. I thought the opposite until I rode it. It's a super fast track, and it can get gnarly. I mean, those sport bike guys, they're probably doing like 170 in that turn nine. Yeah. Turn turn nine. Like, I mean, it it, it can get gnarly, but if you go out there in the the beginner group and just cruise, I mean, there's no – you're not risking anything else. You're not going to – you're not going to scratch your pretty Dinah if you don't, like, do what I did and just (laughs) – Go yeah. for it. You know what I mean? Like I've been out there for a year, like yeah. hitting it hard and and pushing myself and practicing and you know I, I mean like it took a year for me. Basically, you know, in May it would be a year. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, it, it if you don't do that and you just stay within your limits and you just go out and ride, you're gonna be fine. You and, know, and your limits are gonna so, continue to to get better. Yeah. You know, yeah. even if you're just track riding. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's not, it, you know, and that's why I don't want, I don't want to scare people because it's like, Oh, we're out there racing. It's not just racing. You, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, that's just what we're doing. Yeah. You know, and it's my buddy not, on the blue Dyna, like but was super it, it, welcomed in. Like everyone was like yeah. trying to, you know, it made him feel like welcomed and he wanted to be there and had a good time. And he'd just go out and he like went his own pace and yeah. everyone was like, dude, he's on the track having a good time. Like you know, a big old smile on his face. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, what, what else can you ask for? Exactly. I, there's so. there's not much more fun you can have. It's it's definitely yeah. good. 
Yeah, because yeah, I've talked to a few people, and they're like, oh, I want to get extra tins, and I want to do this, and, you know, I don't, it, and it's just like, hey, man, like, you know, uh, I don't know if you know Zach, the the pilot dude. Yeah, um, yeah, I've ridden with him adrenaline times. Two, yeah. yeah adren- um, dude, that's his bike he rides every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I'll see, like you he said. Tapes up, he tapes his lights up and, and yeah. uh, goes out there and hauls ass. And, I, dude, I see his pictures now, bro. He's like fifth time at the racetrack. Now he's leaning off the bike. Yeah. I mean, hitting the corner. Him and, and I like, were like, uh, we were pretty well matched. And it was yeah. fun because we'd run around on dinas together and chasing sport bikes. And you yeah. like, yeah, like you said, it took you almost a year before you had like a big crash. But you were you yeah. were racing and you were in that mindset of like, I want to push myself. I want to push myself. Yeah. Yeah. You can go to the track for years and not wad your bike up. Yeah. Like, yeah, not even crash once, dude. Yeah, you can ride you know? it ninety five percent, and it's. I mean, I've still... gone off the track. I've gone off the track four times. Yeah, and one time was at like eighty five miles an hour off of Phil Hill at Button Willow, and yeah. it's like a up uphill downhill turn, oh, and okay. I just went way too hot, and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna make it, so I straightened out, hit the dirt at like eighty five, dirt biked it, got back on the racetrack, and kept riding. Yeah. You know, so like, there's a lot of times where you could, you know, an oh shit moment happens, but you could, you actually have a, an oh shit place to go. Yeah, I was gonna say you the canyon I mean? that would have been off if you're in a oh, yeah. corner, yeah, yeah, off a cliff, splattered on somebody's hood. <laughs> yep, peace out. You know, so yeah, so, that's that, that's that's where that's where my mindset's at. You know, it's like, hey, uh, I can push myself and not have to worry about all those other And I would say like to anyone out there listening, no matter what kind of bike you have, if, if you write, if you enjoy the Canyon riding at all and you're like, man, that's my jam, you've got to get on a track. And if that's not your jam, you should still seriously consider it. And leathers are getting cheap enough, you know, like, like Tony just told us, you got uh, Sadichi leathers were three hundred and fifty bucks, four hundred bucks. Yeah, they're yeah four hundred bucks or something like that, you know. And 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 you can go on Craigslist and get used yeah used you know a used set for a lot cheaper and a I lot bought better my, quality. My two piece Alpine yeah. Star I bought uh, yeah. on Craigslist, almost brand yeah. new. Um, you know, they're they're gonna save your butt. The difference between yeah. a cheap set and Even, an expensive yeah. set is a cheap set will save your butt once or twice. Yeah, an expensive set will last more crashes. So I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you what, like I, I gotta say the, the good things about Sadichi because it saved. I, I don't have a scratch on me. Yeah, but if I didn't have that Alpine Alpine Stars spine protector on, yeah, my back would be tore up. Yeah, I, I wouldn't like. I would have some serious back issues because you went over there's the curbing the, on your back, like sliding on your there's, back, or there, what? There's gouges like through the suit. Because it was underneath my suit, and there's gouges in the spine protector. Holy shit! Oh wow! You know what I mean? Like grooves ground into it. Yeah, and the like, rocks yeah. and shit probably as you were it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it would have been my back for sure. Yeah, you know. And I might not have had a scratch, but I literally felt that and... I felt that spine protector hit the ground, and I was like, "Wow, that worked! Wow, that worked! Oh, that worked again!" <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, dude, seriously, uh, that's what I was was going through my head. Like I felt the back protector, not the ground, you know? So like, and I bought that the last, you know, walking out the store. Yeah. Like, oh, cause that's not mandatory. You know what I mean? So, but I was like, you know what? I've, I've crashed on my dirt bike and slid on my chest protector and busted chest protectors open. And 
I was like, yeah, I should probably have this back. <laughs> that could have been my ribs, right? So the back thing, you're like, yeah. uh, spines yeah. are pretty important from what I hear. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I did that. And, uh, but you know, that's, you know, like you said, I mean, it's almost a year before I, before that happened, you know, and that was like, uh, uh, my, my fault. It wasn't even the racetrack's fault. Yeah. yeah. I, I bet next time you go in too, your mindset is just going to be, I mean, every single thing is a learning experience. So the next time you go, your mindset's going to be like, all right, I'm going to be competitive, but I'm not yeah. going to throw it away in one turn trying to, you know, cause uh, not throw it away on the second lap, you know, yeah. in a 10 lap race or well, whatever well, the hell. I, I already, I already, I already pushed the, you know, pushed the envelope <laughs> as my dad always said. I already pushed the envelope in my first lap because even like going out on the track days, I or even the, when I raced last time, I, you know, it was just me and Eric and we were just out riding, or uh, not Eric, uh, I raced the other dude Zach, but, um, you know, it was, it was not. I wasn't trying to race sport bikes, you know. It was just another Harley, and yeah. uh, but uh, you know, this time, I, you know. I, I went for it, you know, and, uh, it, it, like I said, it wasn't the racetrack's fault. It wasn't even anybody on the racetrack's fault, you know, Yeah. the, you know, I'm going to go do it again. And, you know, that first lap I was already slipping out because I had cold tires. I don't have tire warmers, but the first lap I was already pushing it. Yeah. You know, and that was already crossing my line. Yeah. Yeah. I already told myself, no, don't do it. Cause I could just slip out and high side real quick. But I was like, there's sport bikes behind me. I'm getting it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, I mean, that's that, honestly, that's what went through my head, you know? So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, that, that's, I, you know, now I guess I can call myself a racer, you know? Yeah. That's, that's pretty <laughs> rad actually. You know, and, and that's honestly, it, it's definitely in my blood and I'm going to be back out there as soon as I can. Yeah. yeah. So, so for for Sandra uh, to make a long email longer because uh, <laughs> I hope that answered your question. We're not going to quit talking about Harley's because their future. Because I think the future is going to get brighter with stuff like this. It's I don't. Just, I don't know if they. Starting, yeah, I don't know if they plan on. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean the flat track. Uh, sorry to cut you off, bro, but the flat track stuff is huge right now, and it's really. I mean, everybody's watching it. Everybody's digging it. I mean, it's 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 awesome racing to watch, you know, these guys are eating shit and crashing into each other. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's dope. You know, I watched the first one like in person when I went up North to an event and it was a small time, little thing. There's barely anybody out there. I was like, dude, yeah, that I, 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 I rode my Dyna up to the gate, my, you know, the bike I was on the track with and they were like, no, it's too late to sign up. I'm like, damn it. You know, <laughs> like, but I, it took me to actually watch it, you know, to... There's always actually, Harley like, Night at Costa Mesa. That's, yeah. That's where we got started. That's a hell of a time, yeah. too. But yeah. I'm with you, dude. But, I see the road racing continuing yeah. to grow, continuing to gain momentum yeah. and popularity because there's racing something... Sells, that, racing sells shit, dude. It does. It's, <laughs> I don't know if it's, if it's also uh, a sign of the times, but, you know, Biltwell built that... Uh, that um shit off-road sport yeah that sports off-road i've been wanting to do barcelona vegas yeah. my sporty for yeah, so yeah, long yeah. didn't they do the mexican 1000 on that too or something like that i don't they did something on it yeah yeah, yeah. 
I, I just saw a picture of it like today, I think. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Dope, yeah. And I actually met a dude at IMS uh, two years ago named Carducci that does Cardu- – if you look up Carducci design, he takes sp- sporties, the sporty frame too because he's like, oh, yeah, the frame actually works for this. And he makes them into these bitchin' Is that uh, the dude that sports. there's always one on Craigslist for like nine grand? I don't know. We'll have to check it out. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, no. I mean, a lot of people do do inappropriate stuff. You know, Rusty Butcher, another you know yeah. one that does stuff that people don't think Harley's can do. And I'm super exactly. with them partnering with Alta of all things. You know, back in the '70s, Harley and Aramaki had that agreement where you had like Harley dirt bikes, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. And uh, now with them doing stuff with Alta, where they are doing electric stuff like i I think i'm not going to quit talking about harley because they're going to keep making the news you know what i mean yeah like a lot of people are harping on the bad but in the future like if you have the ability to see through uh the forest right now for the trees or whatever you can see that their projected timeline you're going to be surprised by a lot of shit that happens and i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if they brought back another race series before they had the XR1200 Vance and Heinz series, they actually had an 883 Roadster or Hugger. Do you guys remember? Like, when yeah, those they had are? an 883R series, and they did flat track and road racing both on them. Yeah, and so I mean, it's not like it's never been done before, <laughs> but it's just coming. It's just as no, yeah, it's coming yeah, back. Yeah. And I hey, like dude, to see the guys in the guys in Japan and, and all over the all over the world. Really, that yeah, it's been people have been doing this. You know what I mean? It's just I don't think it's been done in the states yet. And, and, and not to uh, this level. So much of it yeah. was um, like the uh, Sportster series and that stuff too. Like yeah. they, what they tried to do, I think, with the spec series, they tried to make it a feeder series, right? So it was a bunch of yeah. like up and coming pros that were on pretty fancy built bikes. And I, yeah. I think from what I'm, what I, I mean, my personal opinion, but dealing with all the hooligan stuff, that's not really what people want. Like, right. you know, we see it in the hooligan series too, where these, where people are coming along, they're putting together brand new bikes with a bunch of money and they're hiring someone to ride it. And it's kind of lame. And right. so I think a spec series like the old 883R and even the XR1200 series, it's not what people want. Like, it's all about taking your bike out to the track. And right. that's what you guys are showing. Like, you're like, no, I had this Dyna that's, it's just what I had and I'm going to go shred it. And that's. Yeah. <laughs> that's what makes it appealing and what makes it awesome and what makes it entertaining. Um, so it's interesting to see how the demographic of racing is changing. You know, I had a, and this is something like to look at with the road racing and the spec series and what, you know, everything going on. But when we were racing at flat out Friday, some of us wanted to move the start line back because it's such a short distance to turn one on that little track. And right. one of the guys made the comment to me, well, this is how we always do it. And I just go, really? Like, if you gave me a reason, I I would listen. But this is how we do it. Like, hooligan racing has done so much for flat track. And not that flat track wasn't on the up and coming anyway at the time. Like, everything kind of goes in swings. And I'm not trying to, like... I I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't know about, like... I didn't really know much about <laughs> tracking until there was Harleys out there doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, but... you, guys, you guys and, like, uh, Suicide Machine Company, like... I I didn't know shit about it until that shit started going down. Yeah. When I first started doing that stuff, you know. But I mean that the whole like mindset of that's how we've done it and I'm like no, like change has to happen or like could you know look at road racing in Moto America like Moto America is trying to come back from death. AFT is trying to come back from death. Like 
you know, you need that change. You need that innovation. And I'm not saying that we're like the gatekeepers, but I'm saying obviously what we're doing is working. Um, and it's something that people, people exactly. And it's work with us. Like we want to work with you guys and, or, you know, like as far as like the flat track scene and you guys want to work with the road racers. So what I was saying, like just having like people taking their bike out is, and and turning that into racing and turning that into track days and turning that into sales or whatever is yeah. it's different i feel like with the spec series it's this traditional form of like there's this up and coming kid that's really good i can pay him more than the next guy or put him on a better bike and he's going to go out and win races for me and that's not what any of us really looked at we were like i want to take yeah. my bike out and i want to push my limits and i want to race with my buddies and it's kind of bringing that like 70s atmosphere in where I feel like road racing and racing in general in like the seven, like late sixties, seventies into the early eighties was like, you could take your street bike to the track and go race. And it was fun. And that made it exciting. And then obviously, you know, it turns into more serious, but you know, that, that excitement and that fanfare. It always comes down to fun. Yeah. Everybody, you know, these guys are serious at CVMA. Oh, I bet it's a once a month thing and there's people coming from like Canada and the East coast. And I mean, like they're serious about it. And, and, but everybody is, you know, you can see it when it's game time, but yeah. Saturday night at the barbecue, everybody's chilling and having a good time. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, and, and, and that's like, I didn't know much about racing and now I do. And I knew like, and it's the same with drag racing. It's the same with flat tracking. It's the same with, like any kind of racing, you have the same environment, you know, of people yeah. like that are just like having a good time and it's like a vacation and you're out there having fun and, you know, you're out there with your buddies. Yeah. You know? That's what makes it the best. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and then you add a little bit of competition and it's like, it's on. Yeah. You know, who, who got, who gets the bragging rights? <laughs> uh-huh. You know what I mean? Guess what? I got the gnarliest crash award for the weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like woohoo! You know. Yeah. So, but like, so yeah. It, but it's it's it it's it's an awesome time. You know. And hey, I think that it's it helps sell a lot of stuff. You know. Yeah. On top of that, it might help sell a few shred pegs and uh, you know, like crash bars. <laughs> hey, how'd your old lady? Yeah. How'd your old lady feel when you got home? What did she have to Dude, say? She was she was stoked. I was all right. Yeah, I was yeah. like, see, babe. I was like, see, babe. I was at the racetrack and I'm walking. Yeah. You know? So you know, and I got I got a plate and ten screws on my leg. You know, so it's like you know, of course. Everybody I know has got plates and shit in their feet and yeah. legs when they were off the track. Like, yeah, it wasn't from racing. Yeah. <laughs> My friend got hit by a truck, and she's like, I'm quitting riding. I'm only riding on the track from now on. And I was yeah. like, dude, her and her boyfriend, they quit riding on the street because they both got in, you know, in accidents at other whatever times. And they're like, we only ride at the track now. And I'm like, shit. Yeah. But, and I it, mean, dude, it's it's literally like what I used to do on the weekends anyways. Yeah. yeah. The homie, we would leave our shop, in, you know, right in the base of the Santa Monica Mountains. And we'd have like 10, you know, however many guys with us. We go hit the canyons for a few hours, go out to the beach, hit the canyons back to the shop, barbecue, whatever. Like it's the same thing except for in a different environment, you know. And but it's like a lot, a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, yeah, if, you're, if, you like, if you like to go fast, you know what I mean. Right. 
Yeah, and so. you know it's built for it. It's literally built. Yeah. You're not going to hit any potholes or any shitty yeah. like tar snakes or anything like that. Like it's built yeah. for and, and and surfaced for racing. Yeah. So it's pretty rad. Which, hey, yeah. uh, big news that is, not only that you guys are licensed now. You and you and Eric. Is anybody else? Did anybody else join with you guys to get their license, or is it just you two right now? Um, you know, uh, there's another dude out there, uh, Zach. That uh, me and him raced the our first race, the uh, the National Motors dude. Oh, um, right. Okay, right. Yeah. He but the, there's a uh, he. Uh, I haven't, we haven't seen him back out there. But um, I think he crashed. Actually, I think he yeah. might have wadded up his his bike a yeah. couple months ago or so. Yeah. But yeah, so we, uh, it's basically just right now it's me and Eric, and then there's our, our buddy Matt. He went out and got his racing license on his Ducati. Um, that doesn't count. Gonna, oh, yeah. yeah. Matt was, uh, he was out there right yeah, with us. Yeah, he was out there with us. You know, nice. he's, hey, he's been, he, and that's the thing. He used to ride out in the canyons too, and he, he'd been tracking his bike for like three years. And we show up and we're like, dude, we're getting our racing licenses. And he's like, me too. You know, <laughs> he's like, and wait, like, you guys are going to go like, get them on your Harley. I got to go get mine. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like, I mean, it's not, dude, I, I pass, you know, I pass him on Big Willow. Like, but, and he still, he, he has his racing license because he passed the class. Yeah. You don't, you know, you're, you don't have to go out there and race and push yourself, you know. Yeah. It's got to be safe. You know, like like there's some people that want to do that, and there's some people that don't 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 want to do that. And it's not like oh, you're lame because you don't want to. Like you're out there riding at your own pace. That's fun. Yeah. You know, like it's no matter who you are and how how fast or slow you're going, you're having fun, and you're gonna you're gonna come off that track with a with a huge smile on your face. Yeah. You know. And besides your guys' race licenses, too, there's another huge announcement coming out. You guys have your own podcast out now about yeah. this very subject. Yeah, yeah. We fig- I figured, like, I don't know, uh, a couple of us, uh, we were at the track actually at Willow last time, and everybody took off, and it was me and uh, and uh, Matt and Zach and Hugh, our, our photographer, Zach, uh, and, and we're sitting there like, dude, this, it would be, we're sitting there talking you know, well, there's still bikes riding and stuff, and and we're like, dude, this. Why don't we just record this? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if, if that like, schlub from Creative Writing could do it, we could do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, like you know, and we figured uh, let's 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 try it out. And I mean, I don't really care if anybody listens to it. You know what I mean? It's just gonna be, it's just gonna be talking about what we do, and and yeah. And, uh-uh. I'm recommending it as a good resource for anybody that has a bike that they don't think qualifies. That was part of my whole thing. I think when I texted you uh, a little earlier or yesterday or whatever, it was like, yeah, people think Harleys are old couch cruisers with old men. But definitely if you have a bike that you think isn't a track bike, a.k.a. like a diner or something – Take a look. Listen to the Shred Show. Take a look at you know Twenty Seven Cycles Instagram and HD. I'm sorry, HD Moto HD Racing. That's what it is. Moto HD Racing. That's 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 like me and Eric's. uh, You know, like we'll be posting all the race stuff on that page. Yeah, you can see what's uh, possible. You can see the other bikes that you guys are racing against, which you know is anything that goes to the track, really. So it's like a good. I think it's a good resource for people, and uh, I've listened to all of the episodes so far and they're they're good oh, thanks dude 
Yeah. And Hugh, you finally get, I, I remember when we interviewed you guys, I, I was like, come on, Hugh. And he's like, no, I don't want to talk. And then like on your he show. Said the, hey, I'll, I'll be honest with you. He said the same shit when we did the podcast, bro. He's like, I'm not saying nothing. And now he's all talking. You know, yeah. it's, it's funny, dude. He yeah. should be the host. I know. The I accent know. would draw people in. Like, uh, oh, right. uh, uh, an intelligent British guy, huh? And then, like, <laughs> then you Yahoo's come on. But, no, yeah, it's a, it's a good show. And, and uh, if you want to, you know, basically hear kind of like the stuff we're talking about tonight. Yeah. But you guys yeah. cover a lot more bases and you guys cover what you guys have and, and what you guys do to your bikes yeah. to prep them. And so it's pretty cool. That and, like, we, I want to – I just want to, like, help let people know what it's like and – Cause dude, I mean, I was super, you know, intimidated by it for going out there for the first time by myself. Like well, I had a couple of buddies with me, but they weren't riding on the track. Right. So like I was out there on my Harley by myself and it was very, like intimidating as hell. And I was just like, and once I got on the track, I was like, wait a minute, this yeah. is a super wide Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. With no rocks and cars yeah i was like wait a minute dude this is pretty you know like uh, just on the warm-up lap like following the instructors in a single file line is when i like i was like whoa where where the hell has this been all my life and you can see all the way through the corner instead of some canyons where you're like 10 feet in front of you and there's you can't see around yeah and you got some jackass that doesn't know how to ride and they're flying through the corner and you know going off the guardrail and shit and right in front of you you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and that's the thing. It's like you can go in the canyons and not push it and not like you can be out there conservative and just ride normal and, you know, and then all of a sudden get hit by someone in the oncoming. Like I've seen it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, pushing it or not, it's happened. A, a U-turn. This, you know, it literally like blind U-turns or like blind corners and people doing U-turns is like. I don't know how many times I've seen that in the canyons. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. I've come across that before. So, like, it's just one of those things. It's like, I want to get home to my kids. Yeah. You know, and my wife and, uh, and you know, just uh, and, and keep doing what I do. And We should you know. probably let you do that now. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting late. I'm still at the shop, bro. Still working. <laughs> oh, nice. So, staring at my bike. Like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well hey check them out check out the shred show if you get a chance and that's you can find that on itunes soundcloud all the good places check out 27 underscore cycles and uh check out moto hd racing did i get that right yes sir all right and that's on all those dude, stuff's on instagrams awesome I don't know. dude I'm, I'm i'm glad uh i'm glad i was i was the surprise guest <laughs> thanks yeah. for thanks for having me on guys yeah man, no no problem, man. thanks for calling so, yeah, anything you need, hit me up, you know, hopefully we'll see you out on the track. All right, man. Hopefully I'll see you April 15th, actually. Oh, I'll see you April 15th, bro, <laughs> with, with or without my bike. <laughs> right. Nice. Right on. So, good. I'll, I'll be out there to watch for Sweet. sure. Sounds good. Have fun at the shop. Yeah. Talk to you later. Yeah, take it easy. Alrighty. Good night. Late. All right, that was Tony from uh, 27 Cycles chiming in <laughs> on uh, – the future of Harley Davidson. So, Sandra, I hope that answered your your question. A very long, very long winded answer. I knew it'd be fun to get 
get the everybody's perspective on our podcasters ODing on Harley's future. I think uh, yes. <laughs> To, to put it in, a, there is such a big part of the American industry, yeah. the American auto automotive industry, really. So, oh. I mean, it's it's hard not to, um, and such an icon hey. in in motorcycling. Are they the longest consistent running company? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I know for America they are, but I mean, Triumph's older, but didn't they disappear for a while too? In the in the late seventies, Triumph did. For a brief time. But, uh, I mean, they were, like, officially closed, right? Yeah, I think it was in the late 70s to the uh, mid-80s. Or, no, or, like, late 80s, maybe. for like a, It was, like, a decade or 15 years. It doesn't seem like a long time if you imagine the span, but yeah. Harley never has yeah. closed. And Royal Enfield closed when they went from Britain. They closed for a while before they got bought by India, right? And Royal Enfield technically hasn't ever closed. They just changed, like, where they changed they're not a British company anymore. Right. Like Britain took all their crap over there and then they just... And when did they start then? Royal Enfield, I think, is also 19... Or Royal Enfield might actually be... The actual company might be like 1899 or something, mm-hmm. but I don't think they started making motorcycles until like 1901. I think them and Triumph are like around the same. So they might like technically be older depending how you looked at it, but... Hell, I mean, it, it's it up, just makes them a big deal. The Japanese started in the 60s, really. Yeah. You know? uh, 63 was Suzuki, and I think right before that was Honda. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it was literally after World War II. Yeah. When everything was blown up, Ducati, the same thing. They made radios and, and yeah. shit like that. And mm-hmm. then KTM, they're, yeah. they're young, I feel like. Yeah, KTM, when they... My boss used Beamer's to, old, but they were the twenties, I think, for bikes. Yeah, I think it was like twenty, uh, like mm, even late twenties. I think I can't. Irv Seaver has like one of the oldest ones in existence in the uh, in like a glass case in their yeah. Showroom. I think uh, if, if they might have had like a twenty three model or something like that. But I, the ones that I can can remember vividly are from the late twenties. Yeah, but um, yeah, KTM. My boss. Uh, used to have KTM and they opened down in, in uh, El Cajon when I was, uh, you know, a lot younger, um, working at a body shop on my boss's road. And KTM's only made dirt bikes then. They yeah. were like a dirt bike only thing. And so, literally, in the street game and in the adventure, ter- I mean, everything that they've come to be is literally uh, probably like the last 15 years. I feel like they kind of got into the adventure side first. Probably because of the dirt side. Yeah, it translated over pretty easy. The Tigers, right. The, uh, or not Triumph's the Tigers, a Tiger. I'm, I'm sorry. The, um, but, well, and they had, I mean, plated dirt bikes. Yeah. is, is huge for, like, them and Husky and... Uh, I cannot remember what they were called, but, yeah, it was, it was, it yeah. wasn't like, it wasn't even like the, um, the, it was, it looked, one of them looked like a Triumph Tiger yeah. a little bit, but without the, you know, how the Triumph doesn't have the fender um, on the front, that's kind of how it looked. I forget what the hell it was called, but it was like a Dakar bike, basically. Yeah. Um, but so that, I mean, for all those reasons, I think it makes Harley relevant and it makes, yeah, you know, makes American podcasts, especially OD on them. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> when you do shit like get uh, EPA and DOJ, remember last, because last year I was blabbing about it, how the Department of, of Justice and the EPA slammed them for those tuners, those super tuners. Yeah. And then you get like this massive brake recall, which your your mm. ABS wouldn't work. When you went to use it, you just wouldn't stop. And um, 
so that was a huge recall. The brake light switch was a huge recall, but that was even before, that's not ABS. But it's like all this crap. And then they're buying Ducati. Are they buying Ducati? Remember that was like news for like a whole year. Yeah. And I knew that it was coming on the tail of them uh, slowing down and cutting like 200 jobs because they they'd been slowly cutting over the past three and they've years. Been cutting, but I remember in the early 2000s when like all the bikes on showroom floors were already sold. Yeah. You would like order a bike, wait six months or whatever, it would show up, and then you ha- it had to like stay on the dealer floor for a while because the dealers wanted to have bikes on the floor. Yeah. Like they were they were backed up. Yeah. And I feel like what they did was they hired a bunch of people because they were growing, growing, growing. Yeah. And then as that tapered off and then maybe even shrunk a little bit. Well, 2008 happened and everybody – Yeah. Like, cause I remember my coworker had a big dog, like big dog of all people. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean? There were like, how many like <laughs> random chopper yeah. companies. I remember sucker punch, Sally, big yeah, dog, just, uh, big bear. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was big bear choppers. And those were all like semi-production, let alone like the West coast choppers. Yeah. That's what I was thinking yeah. is West coast choppers was huge. Like, and, and the OCC and Harley show. still couldn't keep up. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like. Part of that was like what the give a shift's talking about where the sales went and now but if you look if you cut out that period, but there was a hell of a lot of bikes flying off showroom floors, even scooters, because that's when gas went up too. The prices yeah. of gas went up. So you have gas with free high gas prices with free money. You get a motor, you get a Harley, dude. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. And uh so yeah, when you grow and you're huge, um let's let's look at Tower Records or Blockbuster Video. Same thing happened, and then all of a sudden the market changes. How you get something? Nobody's buying records anymore. So tower, you know, too big to fail, sort of thing. Yeah, and I feel like with Harley, they're trying to to innovate and to change. Oh yeah. So they're one of those companies, and I think you might even said in the beginning where when they don't change, people outsiders give them shit, and then when they do change, the Harley insiders are like, "Well, what are you doing?" Well, and they have this they have this problem every time of how do you change but not change? Yeah. Well, people freaked out when the Tourings went to half water cooled a couple years ago, and now that they're well because they hear you know they hear in their head, oh, they're going water water cooled. cooled. They put water through the same heads that were on there. Yeah, exactly. And they put radiators in your shin guards. Yeah, no one you couldn't even tell they were water cooled. Yeah, but I feel like, and I mean, kudos to them to figure out how to change and not change. If you look to me, if you look at the Milwaukee Eight and you look at a Panhead, they are essentially the same bike Mm -hmm. or same motor or knucklehead or flathead. Even like you look at the basis of the motor, it's really the same. Mm -hmm. Like forty five degree air cooled twin. common crank pin and then oh so the flathead instead of push rods to rockers and valves they were super long valves or push rods to valves that were in the cylinder instead of in the head yeah big innovation you put them in the head on on top and then they stay that way and it's like small changes from the knuckle to the pan small changes from the pan to the shovel small changes from the shovel to the evo small changes from the evo to the twin cam oh they added a cam yeah. And you know what? A lot of people, I, I for whatever reason, when the Milwaukee 8 came out, a lot of people liked, the, I, I thought a twin cam would be like a, more desirable, but a lot of people like the new Milwaukee 8 just because they're like better than the twin cams were even or whatever. Yeah, I think there's always, I mean, the the cool thing about Harleys is the old knuckles are super cool. The old pans are super cool. But 
you can go get a brand new fuel injected bike with electric start and it's still pretty damn cool. Yeah. And you have the two sides of it. Like, am I going to go buy an old rigid flathead or, or pan? And I guess actually a flathead you could do some rad road racing with, but like a knuckle or a pan and go road racing. Probably not. Like to me, that's more of a chopper thing, but you have these guys that they want to go to the track. So the Milwaukee eight or the, the twin cam is a bitch in motor. Like they make good power or the Evos, you know, an FXR with an Evo is a great bike still, but like you basically look at evolution for 70 or 80 or a hundred years or whatever. And the motors really have barely changed, but that's what people want. Like, yeah. If you look at an automobile, it's different because you don't see the motor. And actually it's not totally different. A Corvette motor, the LSX or whatever is still a push rod V8. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that much different than an old 350 Chevy from how no you know yeah how many hundreds of years yeah ago. yeah I know and the the funny thing is I've I've know I've said this on a show before is that you we haven't I I think it was on the Industrial Revolution show that I did because really since then we've used the technology that we learned in one industrial revolution to make this thing. And we haven't really, we've added Farkles, we've added ABS, we've added IMUs. We haven't really changed the motor in general. And you you still go on two wheels with brakes that clamp, you know, calipers that clamp around a disc. We haven't radically changed anything really. We've added, we've augmented stuff, but we haven't really gone, you know, it's not like Harley, like, reinvented like use a wankel engine or something yeah. you know like suddenly their rotaries or the triple thumper that is, hasn't come out yet <laughs> and you look at like the fairings like the coolest thing for the last couple of years has been putting an old fxrp fairing on your dyna yeah and it's like now there's a bunch of repops like there's something about the harley i think that's, that's a that's a cali thing though it is for sure <laughs> there's something about harley's that like it's that retro yeah and I mean, honestly, think of it this way, like all the muscle cars, like the Mustang and the Challenger and the Charger and the Camaro, dude, Harley was a hundred years ahead of the time. <laughs> They've been doing retro, retro modern yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I mean, you look at the baggers, they haven't changed. Like you look at old shovelhead baggers, they look like the new Milwaukee eight baggers. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, you can tell them apart. I'm not saying they look that much alike, but the design cues are still there. Yeah. And every other manufacturer that makes a cruiser plays off of that. Fucking Yamaha's uh, big, uh, you know, their yeah. star things, they look like the back end looks like an 80s mm-hmm. Harley Davidson back end. Mm-hmm. It looks like an 80s freaking Buick is what it looks like. It looks ridiculous. But they still got those big, instead of doing lower fairings, you know, like yeah. Harley has, they did those big pods on the side, but they went air-cooled with these things. And it's yeah. like, Yamaha, why did you go air-cooled? Well, it, what what do people like about Harleys? They're these big air-cooled twins, you know? Yeah, but they have one thing going for them that Yamaha doesn't and can't. What, Heritage? They're a Harley. Yeah. Like, you, you I'm sorry, like, you can't. You could, you can imitate them and copy them and whatever, but you're not. Like, to me, anyway, if I'm going to go buy a bagger that's not a Harley, I want a Goldwing. Yeah. Which, I to me, is a... 180 degrees from what a Harley is. Like, it's not even exactly. similar. Yeah. And I look at that. But they Yam- don't try to be. They don't yeah, try they don't to try be. to be that at all. And I look at that Yamaha and I'm just like, ugh. And I've heard a lot of people that are non-Harley people, like Cleveland Moto being one of the biggest, where they were like, they weren't a fan of that bike because of that air-cooled V-twin. And I'm like, yeah, that's 
it's Yamaha. Like, why are you trying to yeah. go after Harley with what Harley does best? Yeah, you got the Nikon or the Nikon. Why are you going to go? Yeah, like, do what do what Yamaha does. Like, well, you can't beat Harley at their own game. Yeah. Well, you know those Star Cruisers. Uh, I had a V Star for a short, very, very, very short time because it sucked really. <laughs> but that thing was just like a big whale, and I was just like. It looks like a Harley, but it doesn't. Like even looking yeah. at the little details on it, you're just like, "Yeah, I mean, this is this is Jap, yeah. this is clean Jap cruiser." Where Harley still maintains that edgy. I was looking at a Fat Bob at Art Ride, or not the Fat Bob, the uh, the Fat Boy, uh, fucking tough looking one with the it's the Fat Bob. Yeah, the Fat Bob, the new one. Yeah, with the LED like yeah. bar in it, and the and fat, that, yeah. dude, that thing looks tough titties. Like it looks tough. It looks, it looks mean. Like a, I, I want to see that. I know it's not a V four, but I want to see that next to the V rod. I mean, yeah, you know the V Max. I'm saying not the V rod, the V Max, because yeah. the V Max a V four, but they have that same aggressive like like muscle cruiser, yeah, st- yeah. Uh, you know, style. And it's like I I don't know, man. I think they did really good. I can't really think back to any of the old older harleys that look pa- like a power cruiser to keep up because see what i'm thinking is they had the fat bob but it wasn't it as like, muscular yeah. as the new one and i like i'm dude what the fat boy now and the breakout yeah. to yeah. me are too much euro or mm. australian like and they're bigger into that like the v-rod was big in some of those countries like it was more of like the muscle cruiser and they really yeah. dug it and I feel like the Fat Bob is a cool mix of, like, it's still, it's kind of the muscle cruiser, but yeah. not totally like some of those. <clears throat> yeah, they did a good job on the Fat Bob. And the Street Bob still looks pretty cool. The old Fat Bob had, like, the dual headlights. The first yeah, gen had the dual had headlights the dual... and that crazy, like, Bob Fender. The second gen had, like, that weird chopped fender that had the two round yeah, tail lights in it, it had like a soft tail fender that had that yeah, yeah. and it was starting to look kind of weird the new one's gotten the new a little better tough. Like I, I think the lowrider i think looks really, if you're a dyna guy the lowrider i think looks super bitchin yeah and then what i like about the fat bob or the regular street bob was um because my dyna is technically a street bob but it was a dyna and they just bobbed the fender up and then i ended up later buying a full fender for it but yeah. if you look at the new one i feel like as much as I'm not a fan of a bobbers anymore, Harley did a really good job making that bike a bobber. Mm-hmm. Like the tank is nice and small and different. The way they did the gauges and kind of hit them and made it minimal- minimalistic is really nice. Yeah. And then the bars and stuff like for it, a production bike. Is it that one or bike, the lowrider that has the new one that has it in the gauge? Or I mean in the, that one in has the riser. It. Yeah, that one has yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, the lowrider is so more rad. traditional Dyna Dash. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like in the risers. It's a little tiny yeah. set of gauges. Um, and as much as like, personally, that's not what I would buy. I feel like Harley did a good job of doing a bobber. And even though I think bobbers were super cool 10 years ago, they still are for a lot of people. Dude, Triumph just made a new bobber. And, and people, I really don't like that one, but people love that one. Yeah. I mean, and the Indian scout bobber came, I mean, I think bobbers for some reason hit this new, like wave of if people aren't buying them some for some reason the marketing people think that they're hot yeah. so yeah i think that they keeping up the the uh the fat boy or the fat bob looks to me like i said a v uh like kind of a little bit like the the v max or the dfl like i think that they're going for euro style i think harley's like kind of competitive well, I, with a lot of other brands they right? are and i think that euro style obviously sells for like the europeans and australians so to me that's more the breakout and the fat boy I think it's the fat boy that has like the big solid billet wheels. 
Fat Boy does, yeah. Yeah, like huge. Um, the, the old ones had like those big pizza pan with like little holes drilled, and these new ones just like they're it's like still pizza solid. pan with like these like cuts on them. Yeah, yeah they're, they're but, they've always had like solid wheels. For and the Fat Boy, like I feel like it's a or sorry, the Fat Bob. There's too many fat bikes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it. It's got that cool like muscle stance. It's actually pretty decent, but it's not too much to where it's not like two euro. Yeah. And then they also what I like that they did. And personally, I would change this, but looking at them, it's not like they're scary. But when you look at the tires, they almost look blocky, knobby. Mm-hmm. So it's almost got that scrambler-esque to it, And they it got too. inverted forks, right? The, they did. Yeah. Inverted forks and dual disc. But then kind of a blocky, knobby, yeah. like, they look scrambler aggro. Like, Yeah, tire. they look yeah. aggro. The paint job, I think, looks super bitching on it, too. The way they put Harley in the in the tank and then the paint like, yeah. looks really good. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that they're doing right podcasters love do love the od on them sandra but i think it's for the i think she was talking about the bad reasons and i'm thinking of shit now that they've partnered with alta and like now that the live wire is imminent well like, honestly yeah when you look at that whole live wire tour like i don't totally understand it and i was dumb i signed up and then i didn't go test ride it so harley if you're hearing this I ride for you anyway, so send me a live ri- live wire to test or something. Yeah. But um, and supposedly like they killed the program and it's I don't know they're all the bikes are destroyed or I don't really know what the deal is. But this is what I respect about them. Like until you see it in the museum in five years when it gets released. Right? Yeah. So they build this bike, an electric bike of all all things that five years ago really no one was doing zero. I mean, even today, how many production electric bikes can you go out and buy? You know, companies zero yeah, zero. Bramo was you know they were yeah I guess Bramo sh- at the time. They were, but they were a bit too busy getting sold to Polaris, and then but what Harley did was they did a national that. tour with a semi full of these things, yeah, and they let people show up and test ride them, yeah, because I think people were so scared of electric bikes, like oh they're going to be slow, they're not going to be fun to ride, and Harley and of Harley all companies Harley came in and said. We got a truckload full of them. We're going to stop in all the major cities. We're going to stay for a few days. You can sign up and you can show up and you can ride one around. Like, yeah, my- say what you will. That is huge. Yeah. Like, talk about trying to change people's minds. And you're not, it's not like you're, I don't know. It, I don't, when you think of like, green energy and quiet bikes and efficient motorcycles harley's Harley's not the first one to come to mind (laughs) right so then when you think that they're the ones that pushed electric on onto the masses now don't get me wrong would zero do something like that of course they have electric bikes they want to sell you harley didn't even have an electric bike to sell you yeah they just said hey come ride these things we're going to change your mind about electric bikes and we don't even have anything to offer you yeah I mean, and, you know, Zero obviously doesn't have, like, they don't have the capital. They couldn't fill a semi full of bikes and take them around the country for months and let people ride them for free. But, man, it, it, I think that's huge. And then investing in Ulta, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. It'll in- be interesting to see what Ulta does with the partnership, too. Well, I mean, you could, if if it was nothing more than a dealer network for Ultas. There you go. And, and, you know, hey, so we're going to sell them. Our dealers are going to make some money off of them. That didn't work out too good for Buell, but Alta's already established. And if, you know, but either way, you know what I mean? Like, when I, way, I think 
but maybe Harley is a, it's kind of how I don't know to me it, it worked out great for Buell what didn't work out for Buell was as the economy dropped off Harley just decided they didn't sell enough yeah but I mean honestly it worked out great for Buell because you take this basically small American maker and um Aside that Harley pretty well built all the bikes. I mean, I'm sure the frames and stuff were all done by Harley. It's not like he really had his own manufacturing. I mean, he was a high up engineer. I'm sure he knew where to source it and all that. But basically, he came on the market as an American sport bike manufacturer and had dealers all over the country. You know, now not every Harley dealer was a Buell dealer, though. Yeah, but I, I was gonna say I, I know a few con a few of my Harley contacts that were not thrilled to be selling Buells. And servicing Buells. It's funny. They didn't like to service them. And so I think it's just, I don't know. I think because they weren't a hard, you know, they weren't like cruiser. The guys that I talked to, the guys up here at Glendale were stoked. And I think they still know some of the, you know, the Cretans are huge up here. And the Cretans scooped up a ton of those XR 1200s because a lot of them race. I suppose we have a Buell XB12 almost done, Juan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and i'm super excited about it actually yeah and i there, mean they're... there was a couple xb12s outside there too and he was like listen to this thing he the oh, the salesman rep took me out there and started it because it was his buddies that was there getting service and so i know that it's dealer by dealer yeah guaranteed the midwest probably I think wasn't hot you have them. to work it's a harley engine but it's covered up like a sport bike yeah. like it's in this twin spar frame oh that frame yeah you have to to get to the fuel injection to get to the heads to get to this you got to pull the tank off you got to do and they're not used to that like or they're used to two bolts for a tank yeah and it, it wasn't that anymore so and, it, and it's like wait where's the the tank isn't the tank like where's the yeah. fuel yeah the fuel's in the frame dude yeah. and now like you got all this junk under where it's not supposed right, to be so i think you know that is weird for for some of the dealers but you know it'd be cool to see what they do with alta you know maybe they just partner with them they help them you know they're just like hey we got now now we got dealers for you um it'd be cool to see alta do more street legal bikes i don't know how hard it is you know you would think well the epa is happy they're electric so it wouldn't be that hard and they have one yeah and to me that it's the same like it's a dirt bike with street tires so yeah. couldn't you put you know dot off-road tires and headlights and now you're good for the dirt bikes too uh technically I mean, I mean, technically, to do make it a dual sport, you just change. I could change the tires on Spamla, and she'd be a yeah. dual sport, you know. And since so, since they already, I don't know why. So basically, what I'm asking is like, with the Alta, couldn't you just put a couple plugs on it? I mean, I guess if you wanted a pure pure motocross bike, like you would leave off a wiring harness. But I don't know. To me, I would want to get one that came with plates, and then if I wanted it as a motocross bike, I could buy a hundred dollar wiring harness take off all the plugs make it pure race and then leave it but i don't know with harley it's cool to see that you know maybe the live wire or something like it will come back with some alta technology or maybe they'll leave it branded as alta yeah but it sound it didn't sound like they bought a lot of alta it sounded like they invested in alta yeah i was gonna say i don't think they bought any you know like ownership but i think that it's definitely a partnership an investment partnership like Mm -hmm. Buell and Hero was where yeah. they may own some assets of the production or something like that. Is you yeah. know when you start getting into business stuff, it gets all kind of cloudy. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's going to be rad. The futures of Harley is going to be interesting, and I think that uh, podcasters are going to keep talking about it unless and they're you're, still on top. Unless I, you're I, like Brodo GP or where you don't even cover like any yeah. bikes except for racing, you know? Yeah, and they're still well and. 
with Eric and Tony, those Brodo GPs might I have know. to start covering it too. I know. Um, <laughs> well, and who knows? Like when when electric when the FIM NL Moto E comes out, maybe we'll see the live wire there in a little bit. And, yeah. and and the you know a few years ago at the Isle of Man, the bikes that were showing up there for the electric TT were like. Uh, there was some there was some companies that were or some bike manufacturers that were showing up just like they only had made one bike. It's not like it was Bramo and I mean Bramo mm. went, but I'm saying it's not like you could you well, could. Moto have, never really made a lot of them, did they? I, I don't think so. Maybe like a handful. I mean, it was, and it's not like they're a production company either. So I mean, you would just have these people. You could make a home built one or like a lot of. Um, I think there was like a college that made one as like. Well, a, it a, makes sense because that time period and I, I would include that time period in it now like as far as an electric motorcycle you want that innovation like you're not going to say we're going to do a production class where you need to make 500 bikes because you're going to eliminate so many people yeah, right yeah. and it would be down to zero in alta yeah yeah basically. so you know you want the moto scissors and you want the shinden mugen hondas like yeah. they don't have enough of those to be considered production and that's um, the thing. That's what they've been sitting on that bike for way longer than Harley's had the live wire. And so when Harley comes out with that, I'm thinking this is my excitement for Harley in the future and, and electric and all that stuff is that when a big company like Harley does something, makes a cruiser, oh, you get other people making and cruisers. Speaking of the Honda Shinden electric sitting on it for how many years and not doing anything with it. That's another answer to go with number four. Yeah. That's why they can't get respect because <laughs> again, like, you could have been an innovator and a world leader and a first to the market, you know, in your Honda. Like, I know that bike's bitching, but why, why is it not? Dude, you've had, you've been developing it since like 2007 or whenever the TTX GP started and it was called the Zero SGP or whatever the hell it was called then. The funny thing too, I just was listening to front end chatter from, they're from England, but anyway, they, um, they mentioned the Honda Bulldog, which I haven't mentioned in a long time because it, it was a, it was a concept bike at the Tokyo Motor Show or, or, or yeah, I think about three years ago or maybe even four years ago at the Tokyo Motor Show. It's such a badass looking bike. And dude, this is like right before the r9t scrambler came out you know what i'm saying like other people were thinking about it i I don't know how long the ducati scrambler has been around but i swear the honda bulldog was out five years now okay it it must have been like right after that and honda has never come out with a scrambler yet though and this bike was so rad that uh it's very ruckusy yeah but it's big wait does it does have a blue tank on it when you're looking at black with like a baby blue stripe uh yeah maybe that's it the, the picture I found looks like if a Tupperware and a Ruckus <laughs> yeah, dude. made love in a full-size bike. Yeah, that fuel tank cover has got to go. Unless you put the, make that a jerry can holder or something. But the one at the thing was way less cla- had way less cladding. It, that one looks cluttered up. That one looks cluttered up. But that looks like a like a it was a concept though. And um you know, they were saying like Honda had this thing, you know, the ADV scooter, which hasn't even launched here, was supposed to rejuvenate, you know, people were supposed to be like, oh, yeah, look, a twist and go ADV deal. And uh, now I can be ADV on a scooter, the comfort of my scooter, which is like still, I think, a 750 or something like that. And it's like, yeah, you guys bring out all this like weird shit and never make it a reality. And then the stuff you do bring out as a reality is like, the VFR 1200X and the 
you know, the ADV scooter. It's just like, what happens to the cool stuff that you guys have been sitting on for years and you never bring out? The, you release the DNO one for Pete's sake. Like, I get it. You were trying the uh, the automatic shift thing and, and um, I, dual clutch transmission. I want to give them on the DNO one as horrible as I think it is. I think they were going for a market of people that don't ride motorcycles. And that's what Harley and it, that's what twist or not twisted road. That's what give a shift is all talking about. Like how do we get new people into it? But it's yeah. Hey, speaking of that Freudian slip of twisted, twisted yeah. road, do you want to see? How, I, I want to try it. So I got on the website, I put in my phone number and my email address and it sent me an email or no, send me a text with a code. So I put in the code and now I'm at the bike details page. So it wants my year. My Ducati is a 2007. Is that too old or is that the cut? No, he said, uh, I was listening to Motorcycles and Misfits today. They prefer 2000 and up. Oh, 2000 and up. But you can, if you have like a 75 CB750, you can still do all that. They're just like, they prefer for reliability reasons. But Yeah, I listen to the show, but obviously you pay way better attention than I do. It's a Ducati model uh s2r monster 1000 yeah mileage and they wanted less than like 30 some thousand so just put 29.99 it's actually at 27,000 wow how many digits are supposed to be in a license plate in california one two three four five six and i guess it is seven is there any letters the third one so if I go one, two, A, three, four, five, six. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> They're going to be like, what is this? They're like, wait, that's already in our system as like a uh, yeah, right? Ducati Panigale. Um, bike description. As a, as a SR250, 1980, by the way, if anybody's interested in my hunk of shit. <laughs> <laughs> totally unreliable. I like what they were saying about like, yeah, sometimes you got to like wiggle the switch and like pull the thing. It's just funny because every bike's like that except for like extremely new bikes. You know what I mean? Like even like five-year-old bikes can sometimes develop little weird gremlins or like little, uh, I don't know, like abnormalities where like you got to do a little. Yeah, in the mornings when it's cold, she likes to be leaned over to the left 18 degrees before she'll start for some reason. Maybe the battery electrolytes are uneven or whatever. But uh, your duck, does that thing just start right up immediately? Uh, now that I figured out that I had a loose wire for the fuel injection, it starts a lot better. Oh yeah. Never I, caught on fire, huh? No, I don't think it was pumping fuel when it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, it was right. All, so that's why it wouldn't start. And the whole wet electric plug thing, um, wet with gasoline, but it never caught on fire. So huh. I don't know. It wants a quick description of the bike. Silver. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say for description because I give a model and maybe it's because I'm a motorcyclist and I'm like, when I read the model... You know what it is, but um, the bike is road ready because they want to know it's reliable. Um, I'm saying I usually track the bike, so it is track. I don't want to say track prepped. Now that would be a race prep, so just track prepped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> track prepared sounds good. It auto corrected and said prepared, and I like that better. Yeah. So how far are uh, we into the process? I had. Uh, for 27,000, I put a comma and you only numbers are, Mm. this is, I'm on like the second step. It was phone number, bike details. I just filled out bike details. 
photos. Now I got to go way back in my my list. Yeah, my... when it was like just had a fresh wash. No, the thing is, other than like track, I don't know if I have any like Uh-oh. fresh tire photos or. <laughs> It's just a picture of you like railing it. You're like here, uh... or like when I first got it, um, and it had like shitty tires and stuff on it. Mm. Oh, dude, at Art is it 2007, right? At Art Ride, there was that your exact same bike, but I don't know what year. It was super clean, like super super clean in red. And uh, God, I was like, hey, this is the exact same bike that Wiggs has, except for they didn't. Uh, chop the frame or you know what i mean like there was it was just like stock but i was like man these things there are pretty rad looking yeah they weren't bad and i especially in 2007 2008 2009 when they were out i mean they were yeah they were super good then that new 821 monster that they have looks pretty cool too i think i like those my friend used to have him and his wife had a uh the monster Oh, I want to say they were like sport classics or something like that. They were Ducati monsters that looked like old cafe yeah, racers. Yeah, yeah, they were the sport classic. They were yeah. pretty rad. Yeah. His was yellow and hers was red or something like that. And, dude, they were rad, like a factory cafe racer basically. Like they were, the, that styling was so rad. But they were still monster mo- uh, motors or whatever the hell. You know, like they I, th- I swear they call them monsters, but I, I tried to look them up and the only thing I could find was a sport classic. The sport classic's a little different than the monsters. Yeah. Uh yeah, you're right. It was meant to be like a retro and they had one with like a bikini fairing on it. Mm-hmm. That's what theirs was, yeah. Because if you look up the monsters of that, like the six two six monster or whatever the hell they were, they don't quite I was like, Yeah, this isn't what they had. This isn't quite it, but those still look pretty cool. I mean the the older monsters, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff about the older Ducatis that I used to love. Um and the Sport Classics and the Paul Smarts, like the Paul Smarts are pretty cool. Is that the one you're thinking of that was silver with the green frame, like the sea foam green frame? Yeah, they had yeah. something like that too. That was the Paul Smart Ducati. Those were those are awesome. That's like an actual retro, like vintage looking Ducati just with modern yeah, uh, yeah. stuff on it. I somehow accidentally selected some Sportster photos and it's not letting me delete them. I'm, <laughs> I'm know, hitting this the is X. my Ducati. I'm hitting the X and it's it's like staying on there. Oh my God. So if you want to rent Wigster's uh, Ducati Sportster, go on twistedthrottle.com. Oh, now the the whole website just restarted. Yeah. It's not loving me. Uh, I was like over halfway through setting it up, though. That's pretty good. And that's that's how long it took. And Five minutes. Yeah. It, it's. I think Liza said she spent like 10 minutes on it. Mm-hmm. I have to figure out a price. I'm thinking 75 bucks a day. Yeah. For Spamla, I'd be like, I'll pay you $75 to ride my bike. <laughs> Maybe it's a novelty. It's like driving an art car. People are like, oh, I got to go ride <laughs> Spamla. Car. It only costs me 25 bucks a day. Yeah. So <laughs> I will get this finished. So if someone visits LA or lives in LA, you can rent my bike from me. Yeah, that'd be rad. Uh, creative writing uh, sticker included. I'll, get, I'll order up some swag so he nice. can give you a sticker. Um, hey, speaking of awesome things to do while you're in LA, the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge is going to be coming up this summer. Somebody's offered me their VFR, and uh, instead of riding Spamla around, I'll... Uh, it's probably a good idea. Yeah. So after I crash Spamla this weekend, <laughs> it probably will, it'll probably be necessary. 
<laughs> so, but yeah, so I'm excited about that. And, uh, I'm, I was like, yeah, that'd be rad. Like, we'll see what happens. It's, it's, it's up in the air right now, but it was offered. So, uh, I'm very, very grateful for, for that offer. That would be really fun. I haven't ridden a V Honda V4 in about, I don't know, about five years, maybe four or five years. So it's been a while. That'd be fun. Get back on something that's bigger than. Did a you say there were seven digits on your license plate or six? Okay, still yeah. seven. All right. Yeah, the just the number. It was two numbers, a letter, and then the rest in numbers or letters. I can't read or spell. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, this week on the show too, we have uh, other thing another challenge another week you know we we took a break while wigs was out of town you were out of town for two weeks man so two shows two shows but only a week because it was like monday through the following yeah yeah it was interesting uh miss riding did not want to play uh you know the bike game because we didn't really have bike she she wouldn't know what bike to pick for a bike challenge i was like looking a minute ago and i'm like I'm failing. I didn't find anything good. Oh, listen. You know how hard it was to find a $500? Okay, our challenge this week, $500 boonie bike. Chris picked it out. And I was like, oh, cool. That's easy. Simple. He, I think That's you te- what I thought. Yeah, and you- then I was looking at him like, "There's no- I can't find <laughs> anything. You texted me, yeah, you know, like a simple uh, boonie bike. That'll be easy. Dude, I've been looking at the internet for like the past two days going, something will pop up before the show starts. I just know it because, dude, the... Everything I've seen is like the lowest one I saw was like five hundred and twenty bucks, and and yeah. it was a hunk of junk. I saw the the only thing I saw a little cheaper was like these Coleman ones for yep. like four fifty. Yep, that uh, Walmart had on sale for like three hundred bucks yeah. for a while, and uh, I just know this because a guy at work bought one. Yeah, and they're actually pretty decent. They have like a rack and stuff on them. I'm yeah, like, I kind of want one. That's but. the exact same thing that I saw, and I was like, dude, I'm gonna have to pick this. There was like reps on there that were pretty pretty awesome actually but they were like twelve hundred dollars and i was like what in the world are you and then like i saw oh right over here in irwindale or glendora or something like that somebody had a ct70 for sale cherry seventeen hundred bucks and i was like oh my god uh so i did find something on offer up of all places and it turned out to be um two mini bikes in glendora i saw the coleman's and i saw some called moto something moto i forget what the hell they were called but walmart sells those too and i was thinking the great thing about those is that you know they're 80 cc they're pull start you know you could go to walmart all it says you got to do is add gas and they're brand brand new where these ones that i found uh who knows the reliability and who knows the longevity or how well they were treated where those ones from walmart they're made by like you know so uh, I, I was going to do a real terrible, like, make up a Chinese name. I'll just say they're made from a Chinese uh, factory. But these ones right here, you don't know where – I don't even know where they came from. I, I don't even recognize this uh, branding. But I picked these because they were less than 500 and I figured if they needed work, then, you know, you have a little bit of leeway. But for 350 bucks, two mini bikes in Glendora – and one of them looks it's right up the street. I know. One of them looks like your S2 monster, but tiny. But uh and they got road race slicks on them and everything. And the thing is is that uh they're street bikes though. And I would be like, you know, boonie bike for flat tracking, but nobody says you you can't ride these on the dirt, right? I mean, 
Yeah. In the boonie bike class, you can ride anything as long as it's pull start. So these ones, the first bike runs and has a performance carb on it, and it runs like a champ. Um, the second bike does not run. It needs a carb and an exhaust, but it's great for parts. And if you and it's only a hundred bucks for it, but um, you know, together they're three fifty. So there you have a, a spare if you want to swap the motors over. Say you crash and bend up the forks on one, you got a spare that just needs to swap. Or you go down to Steady Garage to one of their uh, swap meets that they have. Where like all you find is stuff for like 50 cc and up, and so you just pop over there, and I'm sure there's carbs and pipes. I mean, I saw a pile of carbs and pipes when I was there, <laughs> so I'm like, dude. So I don't know. I I really wanted to go with the Walmart ones just because they were 80 cc, and I know you obviously can return them if you you know find something defective, and uh, they come in different colorways, blah blah blah. But I was like, I'm just gonna go with these just because. Um, it kind of feel like it more fits the spirit of the rules. I realized too, I screwed up when I went to Milwaukee. I should have went to Steady Garage and borrowed a 300cc Grom because <laughs> there was a Grom class. Oh, yeah. And the winner of it won a Z125. And all they said is it's a Grom class. It doesn't, I don't think it said it had to be a stock Grom class. I don't remember them saying that either. So if I, had a 300 cc grom <laughs> you know what speaking of the z125s uh i was playing with my kid after i was picking him up from school today and i heard this like there were several motorcycles out by the way guys it's and and gals out there listening it's been in the it was pretty warm today it was like in the mid to high 70s where it's been in like the 60s and the high 50s here it's been like freezing cold um but since the weather's back up in the 70s there's a ton of motorcycles out and uh, I heard this one ripping today down the street, and I was like, holy crap, is that an R3? Maybe it's an R6 because it was just this loud piped, you know, I was like waiting for it to come. You know how you can hear bikes way before you can see them? And then it comes tearing through traffic, like double the speed of traffic, and it was a Z125 Pro. And I was like, holy cow, those things rip. Oh, and so I started over, and I'm I'm past it on. So while, while Turdman's been talking, I've been filling out, registering yeah. the Ducati for Twisted Road. Yeah. And how's that going? It's going great, actually. Good. I know. I like. It. I'm digging it because uh, this is gonna, this is cool. This is one more way to interact with you listeners. And then when you want <laughs> when you want to get it, eventually you're going to go to click on it for seventy five dollars, and it's going to say must be a Patreon subscriber <laughs> 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 or something like that. Uh, speaking of which, I know I mentioned that at. Um, Art Ride, I talked with Bry Viffer quite a bit about the Patreon stuff. And with me being real busy moving house, um, I know there's a lot of stuff that we want to get. There's a lot of stuff scheduled and coming up that I'm super anxious to get to, but it's going to take a backseat for a hot second. But don't worry. I have been mulling over and refining some ideas for uh, an eventual Patreon uh, account that we're going to be setting up and um, me and wigs will probably also brainstorm on some of that stuff and i really kind of want to get everything dialed in before i just throw it out there but we i I do plan on getting something like that so heads up if you like paying podcasts to listen to them when you don't have to that's awesome i know some people that i've talked to including bry viffer that's like yeah man like i realize how much i'm literally the publish button yeah i just hope it lets me go back and edit the um the pictures the pictures and the uh, license plate number. Yeah. What did you put? One, two, A, three, four, five, six. Yeah. 
What what is the plate for? Do you have the plate? I it just wants the license plate number off the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being it, that we're it not- needed some information. So I filled out um I give it my phone number and I, I signed in with my Google. And um so I signed in with my Gmail and then I gave it my phone number. It sent me a code to my phone that I put in and then it's like, Okay, you're registered and then I saw that I had an email from him too. And then you did bike details. So year, mileage, description. Um, and then you needed some photos of the bike. All I had was stuff at the track with no headlight and stuff, but whatever. I can change those. And then um, you needed license plate number. And then you had to fill in your driver's license information. Hmm. So I filled in my driver's license number, my full name, my address, and so you can't steal a bike and list it on there unless you expect to get caught within a few months. Yeah. And then you had to put, um, and it said approved already. Rad. Obviously they didn't look up that license plate. Uh, or the pictures. Yeah. And then I put, um, the price per day and that's it. So if you want to look up, rent a bike on twisted road and you're going to be, I haven't tried to rent one yet. I don't know how hard that is, but. Yeah, so rent a bike and maybe I'll rent a bike for the podcaster challenge. You can rent my Ducati. I was gonna say, there you go, I'll rent the S two R. It's close by. And so this is something interesting that Liza was talking about too. Um, I might bump the price up of mine. So there is a you can kind of put your own price. Yeah. And one thing that they brought up was like people have such a personal connection to their motorcycles that they often and, listen too high. Yeah, so here's like a 2014 Triumph Scrambler for 125 a day, but an 87 Shadow for 75. So my bike's priced the same as this 87 Shadow. Uh, a Moto Guzzi for 100 a day, uh, FZ09 for 150, a Triumph Rocket too for 200 dollars a day. I think he left at a decimal point. Didn't we roast this bike? It should be two dollars a day. Yeah, and then. 08 CBR for 75 bucks a day. So not bad. So here's the the only thing that like, so the wear and tear on the bike is like on you, on, on the bike owner. So it's 75 bucks a day. But as the renter, you have a profile on here, like, or they're working on that. I think you, there's like a resume you fill out to yeah, ride a yeah, bike. Yeah. Cause you can see who you're renting to. Yeah. So like, say like my tires are pretty pristine right now, other than the edges from the track, but like, and I, I don't ride it on the street because I want my tires in good shape for the track. Yeah. So, like, if I rented my bike out for a day and, and it came back and, like, the center was just bald because they were doing burnouts all day and there's rubber all over the underside of my bike, like, I can report that. Yeah. And then you're basically never going to be able to rent a bike again. Because for 75 bucks, I can't replace that tire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it, it's it was interesting, like, if you guys have any questions about it, instead of us trying to guess, listen to the latest episode of Motorcycles and Misfits. Yeah, and well, then come to LA and rent my bike. Yeah, I was gonna say you can for rent more a bike than seventy five bucks a day. Though. You can rent a bike with that. no chicken strips on it. Yeah, and something that they mentioned in uh, that podcast was that eventually the market demand. You know, the market sets the price, whether it's diapers or cigarettes. Yes, uh, that basically, like, if if you're thinking like you know two hundred dollars a day, and then nobody's buying it for like 
three months and you're like, maybe I go down to 125 and nobody still does it. And you're like, my bike's one of those $75 a day bikes. Like the reality is harsh and cold sometimes. But if you want to get your, uh, your money and leave your bike up there, then that's what it's going to take. So yeah, I think, uh, $75 a day. That's, that's like a steal. I do a uh, $98 a day. Can you do it in like only $5 increments? Uh, I think you could do whatever. $98 a day. That'd be, that'd be, cause that's oh. not 99 and it's not Now 100. my bike does say pending confirmation. Oh, okay. Cause I, I clicked on listed and I'm trying to look at it and I don't think their mobile website's very good. I can't scroll over to look at it to change anything. Oh yeah. So one, they're probably going to, if they pay attention, they're going to flag my license yeah, yeah, plate, yeah. but that's fine. I mean, I'm just going to be like, Hey, we did it on the show. <laughs> so, uh, that's what you got. Yeah. But It'll still then be they're on gonna, there, Then like, they're going to flag the show, right? which is good, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was on the air in about 10 minutes. Quick and painless. A bike. I wouldn't say totally painless for you guys because you had to listen to me blather on to stall. I mean, uh, talk about yeah. the uh, the boonie bike. So the only thing I would say before, if you're going to list a bike, get on and look at current prices. I shot a little low. So for the next 12 hours, you can rent my bike super cheap. And then you need your license plate number. You just have to find license plate number one two eight six, and you can rent that bike. Yep. So did I win this week's challenge by I kinda, default? I found a bunch of shitty ones. Yeah, I was like, that's. I mean, there were some cool like old Tecumseh ones. The, the, but they were like seven hundred bucks. Yeah. Listen, here's the thing: the wraps were like twelve hundred. Some somebody wanted like twenty one hundred for theirs. Oh, I found this cool company I'd never heard of before, but the bikes look absolutely fabulous, and it's called Speedway, and I'd never seen. Uh, Speedway mini bikes before, but I guess they were like, a company. That looks like a hunk of shit for four hundred bucks. Yeah, that's terrible. But that's I mean, boonie bikes. Yeah, I mean, but if you can get that brand new Coleman for uh, four hundred bucks or three hundred bucks, yeah. And if you look on Walmart, Moto something, Moto Mini or something like that, they have another another brand that they hold. Because Coleman, I was like, oh, Coleman, maybe it's made by Coleman Lanterns. Well, Coleman Lanterns are probably made in China now too, because that's where that scooter was made. <laughs> yeah, but the Moto Mini. ADCC was mm. from there. So I was like, ADCCs, you don't really find boonie bikes ADCCs. Well, no, they don't say CCs because they're all like from the old Briggs and Stratton day and stuff yeah. like that. So it's they like a horsepower two rating. horse and two and a half horse and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I, I To this day, I don't know what a five horse Briggs is CC wise. Yeah. Or cubic inch wise. It's funny because Harbor Freight has like 250 CC five horsepower motors for like $189 and, uh, and they're for that they're like for go-karts or lawnmowers you know, right, right. and i was like really is that like how low they can go with the the power output of a 250 can be as low as four well, and a half i know a lot of the seven. old briggs are flathead motors yeah still i mean because they were meant to run a lawnmower which ran one speed yeah so it just like turns on runs up to whatever and like with a lawnmower i could be mistaken but i think you could spin the the blade too fast and it not actually work very well. Yeah, not cut the grass. Because it would create turbulence under yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, you know, they're meant to run at a relatively low RPM. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It's just funny to see like, oh, look, a 150 or a 250 and it's only like three and a half horse. Right. You're like, wow. How does motorcycle manufacturers take a 250 and pull like <laughs> 80 horse out of them? Yeah. Um. So, hey, I finally... Did I finally win one? We haven't really got the jury in on the other ones. We'll see. But uh, I might win this challenge, Wigs. If I, I you kind of did, huh? Yeah. If I if I do win, uh, <laughs> Wigs is gonna have to do a whole <laughs> episode in a funny voice. 
I do every episode in a funny voice. Yeah, pretty much. But you're gonna have to do it like a real funny. That's that's <laughs> gonna be my challenge. I figure that's l- less than a hundred bucks, and it'll be motor related because we'll be yapping. Um, either that or I'll have to do it in a British accent. <laughs> that, that would be funny. You you have to talk like William Shakespeare for one, one episode. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my punishment. I would just, I'd rather talk like Emma, darling. But yeah. Well, she does kind of talk like Dwayne Shakespeare, to be frank. Um, yeah, I think we're getting kind of toward the end of the show here. We're probably going on eight hours of recording yeah, right? and post all seat. But um, here, here's a couple things that are coming up. I've actually gone and updated our Google Calendar, and I hope it's showing up on creative writing, creative writing.com. <laughs> But if it's not, um, I'm going to read you some stuff that's coming up. Do you know what's happening this weekend? Or, well, I'm sorry. Do you know what's happening tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow is the second round of the Southern California Flat Track Association. Yeah, that's out of Paris. Uh, um, Paris Flat Track off Burton Road. Yeah, Paris Raceway. I, I almost wanted to say out of yeah. Speedway. Paris Raceway. Uh, also, I just heard this on Frosty and Hiding Frank this morning, along with 18,000 other motorcycle crashes, um, that Simi Valley Harley-Davidson is having a Thomas Fire relief ride um, show up at Simi Valley, I think, at uh, 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., and they're going to ride through the hills out to, like, Moore Park and all that stuff, out to where Thomas fire happened i guess mm. and uh, deliver some uh charity money out there to uh red cross or something like that uh also moto chop shop five-year anniversary party if you don't know where moto chop shop is check them out on instagram that's one of the easiest ways to find out uh where they are at daylight savings time happens on sunday anything else exciting happening on sunday the hell on wheels lake elsinore lake elsinore is happening on sunday and then um also, just if anyone's interested, I am going out to Milestone practicing hmm. flat track. So if you want to go practice flat track with me, cool. that's what I'm doing. Is anybody else going out there with you? Uh, I think a few guys are. I'm going to cool. take my little buddy Jasper. Yeah. Girl on a moto might go. Um, cool. Digs and Ghosts probably going. Um, Tucker might be going. Tucker Rocky? Uh, no, just Tucker 106. <laughs> um, yeah, a few guys might be going out, just a few hooligans and some little kids and our uh, co-host buddies, Digs and Ghost. And if you're lucky, Junkie Turdman might be going. Yeah, nobody's lucky. Nobody's that lucky. Uh, the 17th, um, you heard Tony mention him earlier in this episode. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The 17th is a dino day at Speed King Cycles. They This is like for dinas, a dino dino day. Um, for like they're to- getting into this road racing thing, it's pretty cool. Um, the 18th, which is the next day after Saturday, is the uh, street to track event at Sacramento Raceway Park. Mini bike show and mini bike drag racing. Our buddies from Steady Garage are going to be up there. And also, if you don't know who Moto Dafo is, uh, Dafo Winery is down here in Temecula. They're an awesome winery that also has like a vintage motorcycle racing collection. And uh, they're having a Moto Dafo launch party where they're gonna uh, they're gonna start making Moto inspired wines. Um, and I believe the son of the uh, vintner is the guy that's into racing motorcycles. And the reason part of the reason is you know why they have motorcycle collection at their um, at their winery. And now they're coming out with I think four or five Moto inspired 
wines um, and, and the decoration on the bottle and everything is moto inspired. So you can go check that out uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the winery. And uh, the next day at Chekwala Moto Dafu track days. And they're getting big into uh, whipping out some wines and uh, racing those vintage bikes that they have. Um, the 24th, you may know this as VP3, but it's the Veggie Plate Classic. Three, the third. Yeah, we need some more riders though. So if someone's listening and they're not signed up, sign up. We I'm, got fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, I want. At, I want thirty hooligans. Thirty has, hooligans. has to be hooligans. Yeah, hooligans it has to be hooligans. Okay, if you got a bike that's over seven fifty, does it has to be a twin for the for your hooligans? It can be a three or four or five or six. So okay, on. if you have uh, at least a triple, um, yeah. and it has to be over seven fifty. Go yep. out to – aren't there a couple of Bugle Blasts that race with you guys? Uh, there might be a couple of exceptions. Okay. So if you have something that you think might be an exception, let me know. Maybe you still got to be pretty street bike oriented. Yeah, I was going to say if you have like uh, a CB500, those are pretty hefty. You know, four yeah. cylinders. I would say that was probably it wouldn't would it? probably it, – it'll be good for at least once. Yeah, yeah. Don't spend a ton of money on it set enough for flat track. Yeah. But – if you just want to come out and have a good time, yeah. we're totally down. I mean, those are probably the same weight as the 883 but, and more cylinders <laughs> to deal might with. Be. Yeah. So that's going to be happening on the 24th. What time is that going down? I have it as an all-day thing on my calendar, but I know that there's probably a beginning and an end. Racing, I believe, is five. Okay. Check out SoCal Hooligans for more details in the future. Yeah, and if you need to, you need to get there early for race day, though, because you want to do some practice and put some sunscreen on and all that great stuff. If you're racing, actually, because it's a Speedway event, there is no practice. Oh. However. There you go. However. Still show I up. What I did pull off, yeah, what I did pull off, though, is this round there's going to be three heats and a main. Rad. So plenty of track time. Even though there's no practice, there's plenty of track time, plenty of racing um handicap again because everyone seemed to love it so and we got some more cool prizes um lindell brakes sent me a rotor so a crown cut rear rotor so someone can have a fancy rear rotor (laughs) i was gonna say and you made it into a trophy (laughs) you're all thanks i'm gonna make this i'm gonna weld this thing up (laughs) and then caroline i'm not gonna give all of them out but caroline gave me a dozen I want to say gave me, but donated to SoCal Hooligans a dozen custom SoCal Hooligans coffee mugs. That is so rad. Um, Some of them have Jeffrey Carver on them, and she wanted me to get them signed, and I didn't. So uh, you don't get a Jeffrey Carver signed (laughs) one, but they still have his image um, approved by him. And uh, and then they, but they all say like SoCal Hooligans and stuff too. So. Super cool prize. I'm not sure what I'm going to do to give those out. I think it'll be for the main, but I, you know, yeah. Um, so st- stoked. It'll be, it should be a good, uh, good time, good event. And like always, there's Speedway, and Speedway yeah. is super fun. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, fun to watch. And like we said before, like eight, 85 heats and a couple concies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, the following weekend, uh, after you've, got your fill of racing from veggie plate um if you want to see some cool motorcycles the og moto show is happening in downtown la just check it out for details i mean it's basically like la's answer to the one show or the hand-built show or mama tried it's like our uh out they call it outliers guild but none of the bikes are outliers it's all the ones that have already made the tours from the yeah. one to mama tried. i know uh 
I didn't go last year, but they I saw it. They had a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of pretty big names and pretty big yeah. bikes. And I'm sure like Lassa is here. Like Jayla Ross is here, so I'm sure Lassa Engineering is going to be there. Oh, I know. Probably RSD set up a big. There, yeah. They set up a big hooligan thing last year. I know Brownie Belt took a bike last year. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be a lot of SoCal people, but I think that there was more. I mean, it was there was some of the bikes that had made the tour also. Yeah. But uh, it is the second one. This is only the uh, the you know the inaugural one was pretty good. So this is number two. So check that out. Uh, the following Sunday, April first is Easter, um, and then the following Sunday after that, April eighth at ten a.m. The Bear Necessities Run. That's happening at the uh, American Legion Post number 79 in Riverside. Bring some undies, the bare necessities for uh, women and kids in need. I think it's really cool that they're um, doing that. The 14th of April is the Hippie Killer Hoedown happening out at Paris, not Speedway, Paris Fairgrounds, like where the... Yeah, that is Paris Auto Speedway. Auto Speedway, yeah. It's kind of like in the front lot, and then there's like a little teeny track to the side. Um, that they're going to have some racing. Yeah. So that's just just show up. If you know where the Paris Fairgrounds are, you're in the right spot. And then the 15th, I heard you and Tony talking about it, Ramming Speed Classic Bike Track Day out at Willow Springs. Yeah. So check that out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be filling out some more stuff on the calendar, and hopefully you can see it at our webpage. If you can't, well, then um, I'll just keep telling you about it here. But we don't really have anything past that too much besides uh, the quail is happening in May 4th and 5th. The Californian is happening on the 5th here at Santa Anita, which is like Brady Walker from Ramming Speed, I think, is put on. Actually, yeah, so I got it. Because of doing his track days, I got an email about that. Yeah. And, um... I said, hey, like, what kind of bikes do you want? I have my flat tracker. But he's like, oh, yeah, bring it out. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to go sit around in an infield all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But but it is going to be like a Concorde d'Elegance of uh, awesome bikes and cars. You should actually take the Plymouth down there. That'd be rad. If they do cars and bikes both, I might do that. Yeah, yeah. they did la- uh, last year. They think okay. they did. And then May 13th, the Hell on Wheels scramble at Glen, Glen Helen. Hell on Wheels is going ham, um, as you mentioned. You know, the Elsinore uh, scramble this week or this coming Sunday, tomorrow, whatever, <laughs> whatever. And then May, they're having something like every month. And then Hot August Nights is going to be, and then it's going to be the Halloween Hill Climb before you know it. Like, this, this month's going to fly by. Uh, quick news, we're going to get out of here right now, but I did want to say Isla Man TT tickets. Um, I know it's a little bit early because that doesn't happen until, like, the end of May, beginning of June, but they're already selling out. They sold out the grandstands for the... Uh, the senior TT on that Saturday or that Sunday, whenever they race that, maybe it's even a Friday. Um, they have sold out all the senior TT tickets at the grandstands, but there's other places that you can get stuff for, and they're pretty cheap, <clears throat> depending on what what package you get. Are you saying for Daytona? We should probably say that. No, 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 not Daytona. Oh. Daytona happened. Um, oh, not the flat tracks. The flat tracks didn't happen. But bike week happened. Um, I'm talking about the Alaman TT. Oh, but you know, Daytona's coming up, and we need to talk about that soon before that happens. That's coming up March. Ooh. Daytona. That's happening. The flat track's Dude, It's like six or seven days away. Yeah. I'm trying to find it right now. I just forgot about that. Holy shit. Because Bike Week was last. Uh, this this is happening right now. I think it's happening right now. It's like starting right now. Yeah. It's, well, it started on uh, Friday or Saturday. It's seven days away. So it's a week from today. Yeah. Because two days ago, AFT posted that it was nine days away. 
Yeah, I deleted the AFT app off my phone. I was like, oh, bad move, bro. Oh, I didn't. I don't even know if I have an AFT app. Yeah, I, I, I forgot that I deleted it off my phone. Whoopsie, bad on me. Yeah, we, we need to get on that for next uh, next episode, maybe. I say it's a week from today. Not It's not a week from today. It's um, like a few days from today. It's got to be this Sunday. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a Tuesday. Okay. I, I was going to say, yeah, it's, I, I remember that because it's during it's the week. Because it's bike week, it's not, yeah. it's not like Friday yeah. or Saturday because it's that – I mean, for them, everything's going on all week. So it's Tuesday. It's actually um, – it's literally this coming Tuesday if you're listening to this yeah. show. March 3rd through 9th, Daytona Bike Week. So there's two more days left of Bike Week. That doesn't sound – yeah, but the race is – yeah. When this comes out, it'll the race be. is during Bike Week, though. I thought so. The Daytona 200 is happening, I think, on the 14th. Because after last weekend, when I mentioned it, I decided to look into it. And ASRA is taking it over again, which is the American Sport Bike Racing Association. They're covering it again, and it's like, I don't know, it's like the 77th running of it or something like that. Yeah. So Daytona TT is coming up since our podcast talks a lot about flat track. Um, we will. We might even have a chance to cover that for the next show. We might. And I just... Uh, Depends what day we record. Yeah. We have a good, uh, cool guest coming up next week. I've scheduled them for Tuesday, so I hope you can make it here on Tuesday. Further now. What time is the race? Because if it's on Tuesday, i got to watch my boy Carver. Yeah, that's true. We could probably watch it here. Definitely we could. No, because then we'll get distracted. Especially yeah. if Carver's winning. I'll be like, just <laughs> don't record this. <laughs> Next race, seven days, 14 hours. It's March 15th. Yeah. So, which is weird because bike week's Sneaking happening. Sneaking up quick. Yeah, bike week's already happening. So that's bike week be... must be happening next week. That's so weird on their, on their uh, website. Because the 200s happen on the 17th. That is so weird. Y'all have to check it out. I swear, I swear I've announced bike week happened the 3rd through the 9th so many times and nobody said anything, but... I'm on Instagram Live. People are like watching me talking to a microphone right now, yeah. <laughs> with all my the dirty uh, bogo right there behind yeah, you. Yeah, they're probably they probably signed on and signed back off. Yeah. If anybody sees that blue screen behind Wiggins, that's a sound blocking device, and uh, <laughs> it's keeping the in this studio. In this studio, I called my uh, living room. Yeah. No. At the new at the new place, we will have a dedicated studio called the garage. <laughs> but all uh, right. Is that your sign-off? That's my sign-off. All right. My sign-off is stay... Hello? We're, I think we're still here. Did we you there? It? Hello? Hello? Uh, hey, we're out of beer, by the way. You want water or wine? <laughs>